1: Savinovsky. Michael? Is, uh this a uh, Russian cool band? <laughs> I'm going to send you this guy, man. Uh, this guy is pretty amazing. Uh, I found him on YouTube. Uh, he's a Christian. On YouTube, him and his uh, his wife, and he makes some music and uh, some interesting videos over there. Uh, I'll send it to you. It'll blow you away. Uh, folks, we're, we're excited to be here with the Colonel tonight. I'm talking about Colonel in the Lord's Army, Michael Basham. He's a podcast evangelist. Uh, you can find him at faithbooks.com. You may know him already through Strange O'Clock broadcast and the Spirit Wars broadcast. He's doing some amazing interviews over there. How you doing, my friend? Welcome back.
0: Very, very honored to be here. Thank you so much for having us, and just thought I would uh, take you guys down the road of the strange journeys that God's been putting us on recently, and uh, we'll be discussing some of the news, obviously, and just trying to piece together some strange, strange ways that God is uh, leading remnants of previous ministries. That's why I love talking to you, too, because you you know all these older ministri- ministries and missionaries, and you kind of tie the pieces together. So whenever I get to talk shit and it's like, "All right, fellow agent, let's piece together this huge chart of CIA operations in the kingdom." And uh we're really excited to just be bringing whatever it is that our family has to the table like Lord of the Rings, the dwarves and the elves, like, "Okay, we have Gimli's axe and Aragorn's sword and we have Elrond's uh staff so it's it's a really exciting time and it's it's for a purpose that we're talking to i you know as entertaining as podcasts are there's the the whole fact that yeah mordor is marching and we have a very limited amount of time i just had a really good conversation with thomas morrow last night and some other missionaries and um i guess what we're doing right now with spirit force is Trying to pass the torch to others, the microphone to others. So you'll you'll hear a lot of testimonies from various kinds of of disciplines and backgrounds and former military super soldier program. Um, a lot of really interesting stuff. So yeah. Anyway, we've been really good, and I can't wait to get into the material tonight or this morning. <laughs> The time zone is so funny. I think actually when I first met you, I don't know if you were in Indonesia at the time, but um, it's always different. It's always like this funny game of going from Hawaii, Taiwan, uh, now it's East Coast, North Carolina, and people that I talk to are in like Zambia, Indonesia. Uh, Shannon, when did you move to Indonesia again? I think you you so must have um,
1: I been there at here. least for
0: four or five years though.
1: No? Uh, I just hit my seven-year mark, which just kind of blows me away. I came here seven. April 25th, 2016, on a Monday. Got married on a Friday, and I've been here seven years. I think there's something about seven, uh, so I'm hopeful that uh, some new, new beginnings are coming. And I was thinking about when you and I met. Uh, it would have been I was going back and forth from Gainesville to Costa Rica. So I contacted you when I was in Costa Rica, I can remember it. I took my laptop with me and I had this little tiny desk in this little apartment and uh, I'm looking for Don Basham audios and uh, I came across your blog and uh, you wrote me back and I think you were still in Taiwan at the time. That would have been like 2011. Where were you at in 2011?
0: Yeah, that was around 2011. I was in Taiwan. That's right. It was um just the beginning of school. I was starting my four-year studies there in Chinese classes and that that's amazing. And I was li- I was a huge fan of yours. So it oh, was really weird to get an email from you. <laughs> it was like really kind of like deer in the headlights. Like you had you were talking to me? Um, and it it really blew my thoughts off, yeah, the spiritual warfare back then, was saying
1: I was like, man, I have found the mother load, I have actually connected with the man, Michael Basham, the grandson of Don Basham, if anybody knows if audios exist, it'll be his family, and uh, Michael was like, yeah man, I got like seven CDs worth you want me to send them to you? I said, come on man, (laughs) and uh He sent them to me, and um, that's when our friendship began, 2011. So I was in Costa Rica, and you were in Taiwan, and here we are, 12 years later, doing a program together. What an honor to be here with you, Michael. I really mean that, and uh, would you like to open us in prayer?
0: Please, yes. Well, Lord, we just thank you for the honor of being able to talk to your children, and we don't take it lightly we ask for wisdom for just exactly the things that you want to be said to be said that your spirit would speak through us and I thank you for all the other guests that have been on Omega Man this week and this coming week we praise you Lord for just the miracle of the technology to be able to do this and we know that things are changing we ask for equipment to be outfitted for the for this this coming war Lord and for extreme joy, for extreme fruits of the Spirit, for the neurons of God, the mind of God, to be activated in our hearts and our minds, so that we would be directed by your intelligence. In Jesus' name.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. All well Take it away.
0: Okie doo. Watch out, guys. I got a whole pot of coffee in front of me, and I'm not afraid to drink it. <sighs> Praise the Lord. Well, well, shiny boy, I'm in a kind of a funky mood, I guess, because the the battle of last month, we made it through, everybody. We made it through demon month, and now we are going and jumping out of our trenches and going after the dark lords. And to do so, I'm not suggesting anybody just go and pretend to be you know, Mr. Big Shot, I'm talking about God is going to be mobilizing his people and putting us in the right positions to now, as the enemy has exposed themselves in so many different places and more than Target and Budweiser, but I mean, what a better, you know, picture of what the enemy's got. Watered down beer and really crappy Walmart type of, of merchandise and all kinds of other places that we can boycott. But beyond that, now we see who who is for us. In a sense, the Bible, like the, the Psalms have all these really rich and kind of scary prayers about, I know God is for me. Lord, judge my enemies. You know, the, the scriptures that we were talking about earlier about fear, like if you ever look up fear in the Psalms, which I'm going to do. I think we're going to find a lot of scriptures in there that are just encouraging in the midst of the battle. The enemy has been trying to demoralize us, discourage us, threaten us, and he is not going to win. He, In fact, he's just exposed himself to now where now we can actually paint the targets for heaven's bombers with our intercession. And, you know, France is on fire right now. Last week, it was Russia was on fire. We're going to see a coup in Russia. The nations are shifting. These two nations have a very interesting intertwined uh, relationship in the last year and a half. Because before the Russian offensive began, Macron was uh, lecturing Putin for like an entire day. Just look at a famous kind of like James Bond villain type of meeting with this huge long table. And, uh, Putin was just sitting there, Macron is telling Putin about the climate change program and you're going to do this and that and this and that. And Putin finally gets to stand up and give a speech and he's like, I've been standing here for the last seven hours being tortured by these men. Now let me tell you what is really happening in the world. And Putin, dang, Vladimir Putin, basically sums up what's really happening with the war against the deep state. You know, when Trump was in office, we would get these speeches and when he was writing, and I guess a little bit now again, and I guess we're, we're getting back on the Trump thing again, which is interesting, but um, we would get these amazing speeches from the bully pulpit of a major office of leadership telling you that, yeah, the world is run by these evil globalist weirdo people that want to start a one world government. They want to destroy America, blah, blah, blah. Well, we don't have Trump in office anymore. We obviously lost the United States government to the bad guys. They, they formed a coup. And I hate to say this guys, but Putin is pretty much the only leader world leader we've got right now that is, that has his head on his shoulders and is explaining, you know, how we got here. And that's what I want to do, not for global politics. I'm not a really expert when it comes to that. I'm interested in it. And I think it's a good parallel to get into the kingdom of God and how God's people are moving and what God's kingdom is doing. But Putin before the offensive was essentially laying out like how we got here, what happened with the Ukrainian Russia the the coup that um McCain and friends and Obama administration did in Ukraine earlier and pretty much the plan of the globalists to take out Russia. And we did a longer show on Russia. Um, Omega man found some really cool art for uh on the front cover of that. So that was interesting. It's just, it's fascinating how these different things bring up different topics that we can just kind of dive in and look at like, all right, the history of just briefly, like how the enemy wants to take out nation states and create a one world government. Biggest problem and thorn in their side has been not only Russia, but America for this global government. And, you better believe AI is on the the topic today as well. And that is a, just a plethora of information we can get into. Just interviewed a missionary that went on my show. We're going to post that tonight about how they're basically trying to take people out of the way and create this one world government and why we shouldn't be afraid of that. And why even when they persecute you, you know, OK, this is because God has his seal on you. And There's a purpose in your life for where God wants to take you and do eternal life things, like eternal life, like heaven is coming to earth, uh, the new Jerusalem is on its way, and Jesus said, if they hated me and they hated my words, of course they're going to hate you and your words. So we're in a very good um, trajectory here, but the enemy is just like amazing how they can make Trump into the bad guy, how they can make Putin into the bad guy, how they can do all this stuff. And I'm not trying to defend the, the war. I don't think the war against, you know, Ukraine is the best idea, but we really don't have any world leadership left anymore. And, and it's emblematic to see France burning just tens of thousands of police officers on the streets and, Just the whole city is basically on fire. The footage of France is really apocalyptic. And what's going on there? Well, did you know why they're doing that? They're all Muslim, pretty much. And they're basically jihadists waging war. We we said this would happen. and We knew this would happen. They let almost an entire country inside their borders. And uh, France is just a a little picture of what America is going to look like in the future these are These are rioters that are not just looting for money they 're desecrating holocaust war re- memorials they're going <laughs> around basically taking over the country and causing total havoc and insane and mess so Wow, unbelievable to watch this uh, but again i don 't want to just date the show and only talk about the news um, it 's just that we 're seeing basically all the things that. People have been warning about on this show and other shows that as you allow the enemy into your borders, into your life, for the Christian, when you allow sin to rule and dominate your life, or you just let demons kind of take over, that's the fruit. That's what you get to see later on is like, why is my house burning down? Well, maybe don't have a big sign that says arsonists welcome. And that's kind of where people are right now with You know, I don't want to see any evil. I don't want to talk about evil. I just want to do my little job, and I just want to get by every day, and just don't tell me those scary things. Well, fine, then you don't count. The Spiritual warfare is happening, and it's exciting, and what we talk about on our show a lot of the time is just the kind of visualization, the, I don't want to say enjoyment of battle and war, because we aren't to, like, enjoy and and kind of live in the sense of gloating over our enemies, killing themselves and stuff. But it's an amazing thing to watch God's hand at work. And if you are, if you're fearful of people and what they can do, then you're going to live your life basically just always worried about, Oh, this could happen. That could happen. What if this is going to happen? And that's, that's why the politics thing is a weariness to the soul if we spend time in the word of God and being more afraid of God than the world and what people think, you're going to see amazing things. Psalm 46 six, two, therefore will we not fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. You know, Jesus spoke about the iota of faith, the size of a mustard seed. And if you even just use that much faith, that you're going to be able to move mountains. And we use that as like songs at church and oh, the mountains in your life, brother. Oh, I hope you get that promotion at your job. Like the idea of moving a mountain in the sea is like extremely practical for me right now in the Smoky Mountains. So, so hassle, like to drive through these mountains, to try to find a place to plop down your house. Not easy. Well, that's going to be a very... Simple factor to just be like, we got to move this mountain, like put that mountain in that sea right over there. And as we're moving into the future, the mountains of like, Oh, I got to get my bills paid. i I kind of like chuckle within whenever somebody's freaked out about how they're going to pay their bills. It's like, really? Are you serious? Is that really the only thing you're worried about? I get off the phone with this missionary from Zambia. He's American. Thomas Morrow, but his entire, um, orphanage was shut down because of COVID and he hits the boots running here in Houston, Texas. It's funny to say here in Texas because it's like, no, that's thousands. That's like really far away, but America is pretty small. I just think of America like, Oh yeah, you know, it's over there in California or it's oh, all it's over here compared to the rest of the world. And, um, he's in Houston. He's a chaplain on, on a variety of ships and, um, he's just a brilliant mind when it comes to the end time timeline. So pretty much everything I like to talk about, he's even more seasoned about, about all that. And he's like, Michael, we've got to do a show about artificial intelligence. I'm like, sure. Yes, sir. He gets on last night and boils down pretty much the things that we've talked about before, but boils them down in such a way that makes it so clear that the danger of AI is unprecedented and hardly anybody sees this one coming. And did you guys know that the, an entire church service was conducted using artificial intelligence in Germany? An entire church service. So you don't need the pastor anymore. You don't have to pay for the the guy that does the things that, you know, he could also get tired and he could fall into sin. You could have a digital artificial intelligence driven pastor. And these are just the first signs. The the future shock of where this is going. I don't think anybody really understands the power of these artificial intelligence systems. And yes, they are useful. And yes, I like to, um, write down dreams and visions. And sometimes we get into that on the show. I usually don't get to them because it takes me a little while to like get warmed up to where it's like, okay, Lord, show me a vision or what was that dream of all about? And, um, I don't know if we'll really go there today, but anyway, uh, Spirit Force Podcast, we we do get into the visualizations of the warfare. But as far as chat GPT and artificial intelligence goes, I stayed up way too late one night recently just keying in visions and dreams that I'd had and just randomizing, looking at what the art comes up with. And it's remarkable. I mean, a, mar- a cave on Mars... The, the the thing can do a pretty good job of that. You know, the bride of Christ in battle or some angelic spiritual star Wars, emission mission thing. I mean, it's crazy. The kinds of things that it can draw for you. They even have like these weird videos, movies of, I think we talked about this, but Trump cooking an octopus and making dinner at the white house. And it can actually make a movie of Donald Trump. Going and and fishing, catching an octopus, and then cooking it. So, I mean, this is coming. But the way Thomas Morrow put it all together was very, very alarming. And he put it out as like the next, we have about two years before it really takes over, max. Where it's just going to be a part of everybody's life. You're going to basically be using it like you use Google. Like we're all kind of cyborg, like Elon said, with our little phones and looking stuff up all the time. And I'm not just talking about search engines. I mean, we use the Internet for pretty much everything. Like, hey, you can fix your car. Just watch this YouTube video. Hey, you can learn a language. Just watch this YouTube thing. And we're all kind of a little bit more lonely. You know, we're not going to academies anymore, schools. We're just doing everything by ourselves. You know, we're all kind of homeschoolers. But this era of the Internet is going to end. And then the next era is going to begin, and it's going to be something a lot more intimate, a lot more personal. The artificial intelligence is going to be wired into your refrigerator. It's going to know how you wash your clothes, how you helped your landlady take out the garbage. And just like Agent Smith in the matrix, it does not have your best interests at heart. It just it's spying on you. It's watching everything you do. And it's, there's going to come a day where you're not like the analogy of when I was in Hawaii. And, you know, we have these smartphones that make our life so convenient, even though there's something a little off with our little phones that we have to bring with us everywhere. There's just something a little, I don't know, just something a tiny bit suspicious about them. Like I've seen them before, like in a movie somewhere, like 2001 A Space Odyssey with Hal 9000 um, killing the astronauts. Well, the way that... In Hawaii, the government would ask you and demand and force you to bring your phone to a certain place, stand there and clock in to tell them that you were COVID uh, social distancing every single day was a little creepy. I don't know if you guys remember that. Well, in the same way, and I think that technology and the time is kind of dilating and speeding up to where as the artificial intelligence was fun and we were using it for this and that at the beginning, pretty soon at some point it's going to become mandatory government mandated. You have to have your, your like, brain chip. You have to have your artificial intelligence thing that tells you exactly how many carbs you can eat or how much meat you can have, if any lab grown mm-hmm. beef. So this technology is starting out as something very convenient and then in the end, it becomes something uh, with a chokehold, the python around your neck. I hope we can use technology to continue to do what Shannon and I are trying to do, which is awaken and r- raise up an army of soldiers and warriors who will put their voices out there. We are undergoing a lot of battle because I've been just running around warning people. All A lot of our pr- friends, family are like, Kind of obsessed with their own lives right now. Whether it's in a good way because of our blessings, you know, got too many babies, you know, just those kind of things. Too many goats, chickens. I just lost my last rabbit, and I lost a chicken the other day too. So, you know, farm wars, bash them, bash them, estate. But um, I'm the guy looking out at the ocean, and I literally just had a dream of this where I was back in Waikiki, Hawaii, and. There was this tsunami coming and people were just watching it like it was fun, like it was 4th of July fireworks, like, yeah, look at the tsunami. And I grabbed my friend who is, uh, one of my last good friends there. And I was just trying to help him get up to, to higher ground and at the same time fascinated, like watching this tsunami grow in the horizon. And I'm watching this thing coming in and. It's not even our first tsunami. Like people don't seem to want to remember the last tsunami. They're too busy rebuilding. Well, you know, COVID was hard, but oh, I finally got my business going and oh, hopefully everything will be back to normal. It's like some scene out of Independence Day or something like where the aliens attacked, but we're sure they'll never come back. You know, it's just, it's insane. And people live in this Stockholm syndrome. And they want to pretend like everything's going back to normal. Everything's normal. I'm the guy running around yelling at people. There's a giant tsunami coming. I'm out of breath. You know, I'm all cut up and I'm, you know, not even healed from the last one. But it's like, guys, 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 look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And they're like, what? Uh, uh, Oh, yeah, that's cool. Okay. And some people are paying attention. They're like, yeah, why don't we ever seem to get our election back on the thing?
1: Uh, Our voting thing doesn't seem to work no more.
0: I mean, the enemy is flipped out because they've got RFK Jr. now, Mr. Kennedy. My dad's like, yeah, son, I was driving around. I saw a sign for Kennedy 2024. And I've never seen that. It's like something like from when you're a little kid, you know, when John F. Kennedy was. It's just crazy the enemy is going to absolutely pull out everything he possibly can, knowing that nobody likes his stolen election thing anymore. You know, it's just, they've got to do something big, and they've got a very limited amount of time. And by the time of that election, you better believe artificial intelligence is going to be rolled out to where people aren't going to be even thinking for themselves anymore. And just like they can take one line, from a Trump quote and say, this proves that Trump is evil and he's the antichrist and he hates black people or whatever. They're going to be able to do that to all of us. It was never about Trump. I mean, we can sense that in our souls. It was always about us, this whole system where now everybody that pays attention to the news, but doesn't really have the Holy spirit thinks Trump is the the worst thing ever. That whole dynamic is going to be rolled out against normal people. But again, do not fear what men can do unto you. After they have killed the body, after that, there's no more that they can do. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil when the iniquity of my heels shall encompass me about? It's like the the AI is going to be pulling out all the little mistakes that you did while they're like covering up for child trafficking and human trafficking. There's a movie you guys need to watch and write this down. I'll be dropping some information. So you guys get your pins and your notebooks, but um, it's called prisoners with Hugh Jackman. And it plays the guy that played Wolverine and X-Men is against time, trying to race to find these kidnapped children it came out in like 2013 and uh it's literally a movie about whistleblowing on the underground human trafficking operations and that it's I won't ruin the movie it's very very well done um and of course there's more movies coming out very soon Mel Gibson and uh Jim Caviezel um the the movie is basically whistleblowers pointing out that there is such a thing as very organized human trafficking going on in our midst. And uh, last week we mentioned about how Moloch is very hungry and how in some of our spirit wars, we saw Moloch lose his throne before even the Roe versus Wade thing took place where basically people will just have the freedom now to choose to vote their state, either pro or against abortion. Well, beyond that, um, beyond just abortion, There is now the enemy is like unmasking, decloaking, and in the limelight, chanting, coming down the street saying, I want your children. We're going to get your children. We're coming for your children. I mean, (laughs) if nobody can wake up when there's an army running around, hoisting up their pedophile flags above the American flag everywhere, and you're just faced with that, and you're still living your life, like all that matters is paying your bills. Um, I got to tell you, like, I'm not going to waste my time trying to wake you up. I'll probably go and find people like Omega men's audience and talk to them and say, look, we got to get together and figure this out because this thing is not going away. And it's, you know, they're, they're celebrating not gay marriage. They're celebrating basically human trafficking. I mean, that's what kidnappers say. We're coming for your children. We're coming for your children. Like, I laugh because it's so it's just so like asinine how people are not willing to face that. But meanwhile, what I was saying was that the enemy, the AI is trying to say that, well, you're bad because of this post that you posted on YouTube back in 2014 that we have deemed racist. And uh now we need to delete your account, blah, blah, blah. And and then you're like, oh man, I'll try better. <laughs> Next time I go on there, I'll, I won't say myocarditis, I'll say myocarditis. I won't say vaccine injury, I'll say vaccine injury. <laughs> I don't know. I'll do better, YouTube. Please don't delete me. The AI is like, no, no, we are gods. You will no longer have any live chats on the YouTubes. We have taken over all of your audience. Ha ha ha. I was on the phone the other day with my brother and we were trying to figure out this Apple vision pro. Like, what are they doing? And he's, he's a great musician and, uh, he's a TikTok star. He's kind of an undercover missionary on there. His TikTok name is medley, G medley, sorry, or super plexus. Anyway, if you guys want to, um, just hang out and have some fun with a, a fun Nintendo star. That's my brother, Gabriel Basham. Yeah. My parents were that religious. They named their oldest son, Michael, and they named their next son, Gabriel. So, you know, whatever. But anyway, we're trying to figure out what's the deal with Apple's new vision pro. And it's a very interesting thing when you figure out, well, Apple used to make products that were answering a problem. Like we need, people need this. There's this problem. And this product is going to help them to achieve X, Y, or Z. So they released the iPod, the Apple iPhone, the iPad, and, you know, so on and so forth until Steve Jobs died and then there was no more new things. Well, so what exactly is the Vision Pro that they're coming out with very soon? What is this thing supposed to fix exactly? Because it looks stupid. It's like this kind of impractical thing to like spend that much money on there better be a good reason for it. And so I'm driving down the road and just chatting with, with Gabe as I need to do more often. Cause he's just so brilliant about online affairs and kind of he's getting into podcasting. So we, we love to bounce ideas late until the night sometimes. And we'll talk until we just run out of time or energy. And in this case, I actually got pulled over. I got to update my tag. So I was like, Oh, Gabe, I got a police car on me. I got to go. I'll call you right back. Like kind of an epic conversation way to end it. Anyway, it hit us that the vision pro is not designed to solve a problem that we have. It's designed to solve a problem that the enemy has. And that is nobody wants to live in metaverse. Like. Nobody likes Mark Zuckerberg's boring video game. And it's just a problem. And they, there's, they have spent so much money building this thing, the matrix basically. And it's like, nobody wants to go there. And why should they, their lives are back to normal. Yay. Well, coming this, the beginning of next year, this new technology is going to solve a problem for these bad guys that it's going to, to basically, give people a sense of an elite, nice Rolls-Royce treatment to go into the metaverse, to live inside the computer game. And that's what they're going to do. So it's like nobody actually wants it who doesn't have it. Nobody really cares about like this Vision Pro. Like, that's annoying to wear something on your face and to not have any social life. The, so the secret is they are solving the problem for the elites to then force people to go in there and to make it look sexy and cool again to be a nerd. So we'll see in this coming year the rollout of AI, the pushing of the metaverse again, whatever they're going to call it. I mean, now everybody knows that meta meets death. So it's a, it's an anathema word. The matrix is not the matrix, the womb of birth and new ideas and creativity. And, you know, the word matrix in the Bible is oftentimes equivalent to the word womb. But this is the metaverse, which is a grave. And they're going to put kids and stuff children and adults likewise into this thing and into a a book burning 24 hours a day, like when you go on YouTube and you just feel kind of sick to your stomach, I'm so thankful that Omega Man has grown out of all them YouTubes and all them socials. He is a leader and a trendsetter for the rest of us. But whenever I go on YouTube, I just feel sick to my stomach because if there is anybody left on there, they have to censor themselves like nobody's business. And they're doing it because they want those extra chats, those super chats, those, those extra views. And I'll, just, I'll use the app sometimes just to check on my friends who are still stuck in there and kind of see if they want to do a podcast or not and get out of it. We've got Holly Baglio. Uh, I don't agree with all of her theology. I don't, I don't think anybody agrees with everybody's so, But um, Holly Baglio has joined my show as kind of a, a helper to keep the live stream going. She has a really, really special, phenomenal audience. And YouTube is just striking her left and right. An abusive boyfriend. That's YouTube, and and she's like, "Look, Michael, I'll I'll uh do my best to to maintain composure and be a professional host on Spirit Force." So I'm like, "Please, you know, I've known you for five years, and you're one of the only Christian super soldiers, and it's kind of cool to to hear a lady that has that much humor and that knowledge of the scriptures." Um, then shift and talk about Joseph Mengele and her experience in the underground military bases and even off-planet. I, I don't know about you, but I find those kind of conversations to be fascinating. And we are in the process. One of the reasons I think this last month has been so filled with war is one of our major focuses this last month has been to reach out to those people that have been in the programs. And by the programs, I'm talking about it's like Stranger Things, the programs where they abuse children and essentially create mind-controlled super soldier ubermen, and yes, that stuff exists. And I don't, know, I don't believe every single story out there. But after James Caswell came out with all this stuff, and uh, Max Spears, and these guys sounded crazy. But then slowly, the evidence started to arise, like. James Casbold's, uh, father-in-law, supposedly Pindar, head of the Illuminati, um, billionaire in charge of Meyer grocery food chain. Max Spears suddenly dying and his, his new age ex-girlfriend at the time doing like satanic rituals on him as black goo is coming out of his mouth. These were public speakers exposing the fact that there's an underground military, kind of an extra-dimensional operation with arms like kind of like men in black, like dealing with crashed UFO retrieval operations with stories about like chasing kind of Bigfoot type of creatures with specialized weaponry. And it's like, well, that sounds like a movie. Well, no, the movies are what sound more like this kind of thing that was going on for decades. And is it still going on? Probably the brilliant thing has been to see a lot of these people are finding Jesus and, and to tie it back into some of the people that we both know, Russ Dizdar, uh, one of his biggest, most important pieces of information. And by the way, Russ Dizdar baptized Holly Baglio. So, I mean, that's a pretty cool connection right there and have Holly hosting spirit force. And she's, she's coming from that, uh, that background. Russ Dizdar talked about a hundred million underground sleeper soldier agents, at least, that the Antichrist is building. And using mind control MK Ultra, I mean, I can't like go outside and throw a rock and not hit one of these people. They're just everywhere. I go to a prayer meeting. This lady walks in. She's strangely familiar. I'm like, you've been here before, right? And like, no. Get to talk, and it turns out I've been following a podcast called the Imagination Podcast. Andy Bond is a regular guest on there, and she's MKUltra SRA, and <laughs> she's been on these shows, and I've seen her face on a podcast. She shows up at our little prayer meeting downtown. So the MKUltra programming is to the point now where I don't think they even need to abduct people necessarily as much as they can just pretty much use the technology of our insane hyper intelligent slave droid phones and apparatuses and 5g and targeted gang stalking to build these people out of nothing. So there's, there's um, a lot of possibility. Like you see that ranting and raving homeless person on the street, like they might be a part of one of these programs. A lot of them are. And I know this sounds so weird and so crazy, but, like I've met these people at jobs in Taiwan. I've been to Trump rallies in Honolulu where it turns out some of them were like Alistair Crowley kind of wind up doll, crazy people, but they were pretending to be Christian. And I don't, I don't understand. I mean, when you're living by faith, you don't really get to know what's going on. So, I mean, I was on James Rink's show. We're reaching out to his audience as well. Huge channel dealing with super soldier talk. and, the, he asked me, "Like, were you in the programs?" I'm like, no, I'm not. But I have a lot of friends who were, and I have, you know, my story is more of like Christian super soldiers building the Jedi for the New Jerusalem armies, and you get glimpses of this stuff in dreams. But God values our faith so much that He will not ever violate that and usurp your growth as a believer, growing alongside him, but not seeing, you know, believing, not having seen. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. And these guys, they may have seen aliens. Like I just talked to a guy the other day. He's like, yeah, I saw an alien in my room when I was in Japan. It looked super weird. I didn't know what it was. I was just a kid. And then I saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the alien. It's like the thing at the end, the really tall one. Yeah, that was in my room like playing with the blinds. And guys, this is when I was a kid, I was into like researching alien abductions and like, you know, mid 90s, 1996 and seven, it was kind of a popular thing to have talk shows with alien abductees. Like there were just scores of people reporting to have seen these gray aliens. And um I was horrified by this, but as a homeschooler that got to stay home during the afternoons and early mornings and watch these talk shows and even videotape them. I mean, what was I thinking? Um, I would just scare myself silly. And I would find in the Barnes and Noble that the UFO section was in the witchcraft section, like, or right next to it. And, and then it hit me like, okay, this is, this is not for me. Like this is demonic. And I stopped looking at that stuff until, until right around the time Uh, Shannon and I got in touch. I wasn't doing any public shows. I was doing blogs and stuff, but, um, the friend of mine who had seen the alien in his room or the demon discovered the fringe Christian network. And, um, I was kind of cold Turkey info wars back then. And, um, through Steve Quayle found out about Omega man's regular shows, um, covering so many different topics. And then we together, my friend Justin. We would meet like two CIA agents, kind of like, "All right, what do you got?" We would like pull out our little laptops and Starbucks and Taiwan. Back back before Starbucks was all about like abortion stuff, you could still go there and enjoy a, a coffee every once in a while. We'd be like, "Michael, what do you got? I got this. I got La Marzulli. Oh, who's that? Oh, La Marzulli. Okay, whoa." Whoa, Ron Wyatt, what? Who, who's Ron Wyatt? Oh my gosh, you got to listen to Ron Wyatt. And then we would go back to our little busy spinning our wheels all day lives in Taipei and listen to all the Ron Wyatts and all the LA Marzulis and find out that there's a fringe Christian movement that's aware of all this stuff. And so suddenly I got to learn that like, well, the reason that you know, I mean, when I was a kid, Psalms 55-5, fearfulness and trembling are come upon me and horror hath overwhelmed me. When you look at these aliens, you get this sense of dread and fear and just like a, a different kind of fear than just a, a monster that's in your room, like something very yucky and high tech at the same time. And, um, we kind of nailed it at the time, at that time. It was like, then Russ Dizdar came into the scene the early 2010s and you kind of sort of put together this big picture of like they're not just aliens and it's not just this like sci-fi thing. It has to do with Bible prophecy. And there's this small but growing group of Christians like Derek Gilbert, who by the way, we just had him on the show, Strange O'Clock Podcast, um, people that are affiliated with Michael Heiser he's on the French radio network, his show Na- naked Bible is carrying on his tradition. Sadly, he just passed away as well. Kind of piecing together, um, the conspiracies of zero point energy with book of Enoch, like the fallen angel story, which you guys have heard that probably that dead horse kicked to death so many times, but the Nephilim and the fallen angels and all of this is something that we need to include in our conscious minds as we're going and navigating this future end time thing. Um, we like to say faith and heaven and salvation are a very simple thing. And indeed they are. In fact, simple is the key to getting saved It's just confess your sins, receive Jesus Christ in your heart, repent, follow him and bonus package, be a disciple, live for God, live by faith. Do not fear those that can do whatever to your body, fear him that can destroy your soul in hell, you know? But when it comes to the crazy, weirder things in the Bible, we've had very little teaching and leadership on that front. And, uh, to understand your enemy, you can cease to fear them as much. And you can realize these things, you can actually stop an alien abduction with the name of Jesus and then boldly go into their domains, their conspiracy cons in Las Vegas, or their Nevada um, UFO conferences. You can go into these things. You can go on a new age show and boldly proclaim your faith and then show love to these people that have been a part of these programs and watch God do the rest. I don't even have to go and witness everybody individually. The internet has given us this opportunity. I think that for a period of time, we're going to even be able to use artificial intelligence for the sake of the gospel before it goes out of control um, everything is a tool. Everything that man creates is something that should be a tool, not to be worshipped. I had a vision of a a statue of a lion in my house in heaven, and it was it had a very practical purpose. And I was rereading this vision. I'm like, uh, Lord, is that okay to have a statue in heaven, Lord? Like, it was a pretty cool like lion with these jewels in his eyes, and he when you touched its face it literally gave you this information about some different interstellar operations that were going on. It was just some cool thing, you know, God knows your heart, what you like. and But a statue is fine. But for us in Indonesia and Taiwan, and you, you go to, you find like a nice hike, a nice waterfall in the woods, and it's all full of idols, you know, everywhere you go. And they've defiled the idea of just having an image that you can have to remind you of something. And they've turned that into worship. They've turned it into idolatry. So the thing in itself, I don't think that the AI is itself the image of the beast, but they will make it into the image of the beast and then cause people to worship it. But I'm not interested in just focusing on that all day. I know we, we kind of tend to go back and forth from AI to like, yes, Europe is burning down. Pretty much the Muslims have taken over. I mean, France is probably, I've already heard this for a long time. France is pretty much gone guys. It's, it's been that way for a while. All my Fr- French friends are just abandoning ship. It's so funny to have like, hey, you know that French guy? Yeah, he's in Texas. He's thinking of moving out here to the boondocks. Like, what? No, get me out. But we, well, we need to keep our vision on to above the coming tsunami of the end time kind of timeline. And we're looking at the next seven years as, like, this could be it. Like, this could be the last marathon before Jesus comes back, before the last trumpet. I'm more nervous about failing God than I am anything else. Like, when it comes to finances or, you know, getting the list of things done that are on my checklist, it says, In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Thou hast given a banner to them that fear thee, be, that it may be displayed because of the truth. So the banner I believe that Shannon carries and that I want to carry is this banner of, well, we fear God and we don't want to fail him. And it's not about our podcasts or you know, making a name for ourselves and being a diva online. I mean, all we're doing is getting a big fat target on our, on our backs to talk about this stuff. I mean, they want to stuff you into the metaverse. Well, last I checked, they're deleting people off of that thing left and right that don't go along with their little program. I mean, you really want to live in that? And they're building smart cities where it's like, wow, it's like YouTube and Google all over the place they like to delete you remember remember that picture with the my daughter always says laster day instead of yesterday she's 3 years old remember daddy laster day when that picture of the police officer blowing the whistle and it's three strikes and you're out well i remember when that was something that we used to say about death row remember when we used to have all these conversations about guillotines remember that laster day Well, they still have those. I am not afraid of man or what man can do unto me. But what if we miss the mark? Sin is missing the mark. What if our lives are like church on Sunday, happy dappy, blessed on Tuesday, and and you don't even understand that your life was meant for something greater and you built bigger barns. And then one day God says, you fool, tonight your soul shall be required of thee. That's the one we're supposed to fear. Like, oh, got in the car wreck. Uh Uh-oh, facing God now. Oh, I was supposed to be doing that the whole time? Oh, crap. I mean, even even ministry can be a hindrance. I mean, the Bible makes it, if you really read it, if you really read the book of Romans and you really read the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5, it is impossible to do this thing in our own flesh. And Christians are running around trying to do all the commandments. (laughs) You can't, you can't ever do everything perfect, even serving God. And and Jesus made it so it was so hard. It was so impossible. It's like, just forget trying to do this. You are not going to be able to, it says in Isaiah, our righteous acts are like filthy menstrual rags. So, I mean, I'm going to be a Christian pastor, missionary. Look, I'm the probably the most failed missionary I've ever seen. But when I look back in my life and I get the honor of coming on this show and tell you some stories, holy Lord in heaven, we did have a lot of miracles. I saw this. Res- I was just driving around. I have all these friends that are spiritual Christians that are um, kind of infiltrating the Orthodox church right now, not in a weird witchcraft way, but just like to bless them, to pray for them. And, you know, if you walk into an Orthodox church, they want to convert you. They're like, yeah, we're the only real church. And, and I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, I love you. And yeah, and anyway, there's this one church it's called Holy Resurrection Church. Every time I drive by it, it's like, Holy Resurrection Church, Batman, Holy Resurrection Orthodox Church, Batman. Because you know the, the the thing is that god is about to do something that is going to look like new age my sister alison basham Payne, p a y n e com. you can check out her art did this amazing picture of the bride of christ and the only problem is she's got blue skin and she looks like an alien but it's like definitely a very spiritual and she's wearing a veil and it's nothing like snarky or new age, but it freaks people out when they see it because she's just like coming from another dimension, the bride of Christ. And people don't know what to do about that piece of art. And it kills religious spirits. And I think when Jesus shows up, um, and and by the way, the whole purpose for the blue skin and her interesting veil and her stuff, you can watch the video uh, on her website that beautifully describes the meaning of this piece of art. Allison is an incredibly talented and professional artiste painter, but she ain't afraid to do some out there mystical things every once in a while. Anyway, the the, the thing is when Jesus starts to manifest, he's not going to show up just quoting scripture the whole time. Some of it. Yes. Cause he, God loves to confirm his word. But when the Lord shows up, not only did he say, will I find faith on the earth, but also, the persecution coming against his people is going to be so great. We're going to have Christians tattletailing on other, on the real church to get them beheaded, to get their heads chopped off for the jealousy of like, well, you know, I don't see where in the Bible it says you could time travel or teleport because the miracles God's going to do with his end time army are going to look like new age. They're going to look like things that we hear the super soldier people talk about, you know, stopping UFO abductions. And I mean, this is the kind of thing that, why we're online and why we do shows with, with way out there fringe people, com, is to bring the Christian element into that, that realm that is usually dominated by new age. So the new agers think they control the UFO thing. No, I got news for them. God controls everything. He just lets you run around like you do, but it's not the the new age's fault. The church has dropped the ball. They don't like to talk about, the the beauty of god's procreative natural order of sexuality you know christians that are hyper modest and so conscious of like being um criticized for even mentioning like basic human anatomy in their daily life and and not being affectionate because of fear of like well what if somebody calls me uh, you know a, a mal- sexual you know whatever pervert when God has given us these things to just add that spice of life to accentuate the positive goodness of what people do when they get together and they make babies. I mean, why do you think we have the trans thing running around and they're getting away with literal murder and child evil to children? It's because the church, we've dropped the ball. We don't want to face those things you know the um back in my missionary days we had this saying it was like the devil hates sex he hates it he hates that's why he puts out perverted pornography and all this stuff because he wants you to think of it as a dirty thing and where are we at now well all the new marvel movies there is no like beautiful natural god created beautiful sexually like interesting um female or male everybody's androgynous. And you're, you're finally seeing like zooming forward beyond sex drugs and rock and roll the, that the human body itself is anathema to the devil that he wants to create in everybody the sort of, um, you know, not male, not female evil thing. That's just an abomination and satan 's a hermaphrodite i 've heard like a lot of weird stuff about that, but whatever well the the idea of sex, and we can talk about that at another time, maybe with maybe better preparation, but just go read the song of Solomon. I mean boys and girls enjoying each other 's bodies and praising each other and talking about the natural god given gift of our sexuality is something that is so. It's so like heart and core. God made them male and female. But, but the religious spirit in, in Islam, they make women cover up in a giant bedsheet. in American church, churchianity. I don't know. They just like to beat youthful, horny teenagers up with a two by four and say, you thought of a lustful thought you go to hell unless you go to my youth group. I mean, I went through that. It was traumatizing. But that's not the God that is the God of the Bible. This kind of churchianity, um, kind of Amish way of life that the church has developed. Well, they do the same thing with UFOs. So, and I know you're going to be like, what's Michael talking about? Like sex and UFOs? That's stupid. What's the show about again? What is the website? Oh, okay. Yeah, that that sounds dumb. Like, why would anybody want to talk about those things? Well, the church has dropped the ball with sex, and the church has dropped the ball with the UFO New Age thing. Uh, New Age has taken over what the church should be possessing, and what the fringe Christian movement has done is take back the dominance of this belongs to God. You know, Indiana Jones taking that thing, he's like, this belongs in a museum! You know, we're not out here trying to attract people to our little thing or our little cult or whatever. We, we can't really have that with the Internet. You can't have a cult with the Internet. People can just change the channel and go to another thing. But we are, are just beginning to reengage and win souls, train disciples, get the, the beautiful jewels of these super soldiers out of the mix of the New Age, the hoopla, where people just believe everything they're told. I listen to shows sometimes that are not Christian that are like two new age people trying to discuss a topic of importance, like what we were talking about with Max Spears, James Caswell, and they're going down through the list of names and it's entertaining. It's informative, but then they have no foundation. And when it comes down to it, they literally don't believe anything. (laughs) And they're just all talk. We have a firm foundation through the Bible, through Jesus Christ. And I would recommend people not get into some of these fringier things until they have a firm foundation, Derek Prince, um, understanding how demons operate, spiritual warfare and, and having your own devotional walk with God, where you get to spend time in the presence of God, reading his word and, and pulling treasures. I mean, there's some strange things in the Bible. And if you have a fear of God and the love of God, he will begin to show you things that are not in the in the normal church system. Thou, even thou art to be feared, and who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? Psalm 76, 7. God is going to come back and avenge. He is going to do the things that we wish we could do. We're not strong enough to do that. It was a miracle that Trump got in office. It was a miracle that this information is now more and more public. But at the same time, as that's happening, there's also a great darkness that's being poured out across the land. And there, there are those that are essentially embracing that darkness because their deeds were evil. They didn't want to come into the light. What does evil do? It points out, well, your shoes are untied while well, it's like raping kids in the back room and it's going in like saying this and that. I mean, guys, God is so angry and it, there is a limited amount of time to how things can go. I talked to Thomas Morrill yesterday and we were both laughing about like, here's all these people that we used to work with around the world. And now they're all worried about their 30 year mortgage. Like, really? It's just like a joke. And then you look at what's happening and what's coming. And the fact that they're shutting down the food supplies, the borders are wide open. Look at France. You want to see what America could look like really soon? And the, the silver lining to that is, you know what, I bet in I wouldn't go to Paris and those places, but maybe like out in the countryside, I'll bet you they have the best Afghan cuisine. They probably have like some awesome, you know, third world country food going on there that's probably not as GMO. Like so I've I've always wondered like when are we gonna go back to the third world, Lord, while well, it's coming to you in America and in Europe and you know what? In Japan are the borders open? No can you just go to Japan and try to live in Japan? Forget it. I've tried it. Like I didn't have a diploma. They're like, no, you're not even going to get a work visa without a diploma unless you're like insanely uh, brilliant, which I am, which of course they didn't recognize in me. No, I'm just kidding. But God didn't want me in Japan. And then he put me in Taiwan. Taiwan was fun because it was a one month visa. So we would go to Macau or Hong Kong every month, have a little, have a little day vacation, come back the same day. And then you just get your stamp and, and tourist visa forever, as long as you had that plane ticket. And eventually I got a student visa and I was attending school and uh, had more time to blog in school. Should have paid more attention, but, you know, it was a fun program. Um, and then started the podcast in 2016 and then all hell broke loose, like all hell literally broke loose within the month that this podcast began, Spirit Wars, Spirit Force. And that is not because of me. It's because of what, what I carry and the people that I'm talking to and what you carry. And we're making this connection. And yes, we're going to take back so much that was stolen and, and God to be feared to put him back on the throne, not Joel Osteen or even Billy Graham or all these like pop culture Christian leaders. That's not going to be around when the pedal hits the metal and God's kingdom really starts rolling Asbury revival, you know, we saw this amazing thing. Where did that go? And what was wrong? Why didn't it go? Well, uh, their whole business plan was just keep people in a church building all day, which is, has its place. But, um, what about the church in shoe leather? Cause the world only ever knows the gospel in shoe leather. You have to look at yourself as a missionary. You are sent. Thomas Morrow, again, yesterday, he's like, well, I was feeling kind of sick today, but God had me on these ships and I got to pray with a bunch of different, uh, ships, captains and different sailors. And, uh, and I'm just, I'm still chugging along. I'm still a missionary. I'm going to keep doing. It. I want to do shows. So I want to talk about the end time timeline and we're going to talk about, uh, AI. And oh, did you hear about the red heifers? Yeah. We're going to do a show about the red heifers too. And they're like, oh, we're out of time, but oh. You know, and he has the vision of Jesus coming back by 2030, around that period of time. The 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 documentary Messiah 2030 that Jesus um, came two thousand years ago, and we're looking at a seven thousand year timeline, and so the first three thousand years have pretty much been completed from Noah's Ark till Abraham till. Um, the time of Christ. And then, then we had an additional 2000 years. I'm sorry. It's 4,000 plus 2000 plus 1000. So we're, we're right up due to the millennium about to see the 1000 year reign of Christ. Like the bigger tsunami behind the mark of the beast system is the reign of Jesus Christ ruling over the nations. And according to what we, how we performed in our bodies, day in and day out, how you serve God, more importantly, how you allowed God to flow through you. Luke, let the force flow through you, Luke. And that concept of God moving through you, not you burning your oil on all angles, like I got four candlesticks burning at the same time and no oil. I mean, great, you burned out for Jesus, great job. I mean, some people like Alex Jones can just go on and on and on and on and, and seem to like never run out of energy. Those are very special cases, but to do 10,000 podcasts, that takes a miracle. You need God flowing through you. And also those 10,000 podcasts, they went, they weren't all Shannon talking they, That was some really, really mighty good teachings. And some of the most powerful people in this fringe Christian group and the mystic Christian group coming together and, I mean, that is something that is going to be known in history, and it already is, but after all this is said and done, those that fought, and those that were lifers, and those that did the will of God, you're going to receive a crown of life, and you're going to receive payback. You know, a talent in the Bible isn't just like a pound of gold. The amount of money that a talent equaled, you know, the parable of the talents, the the wise stewards, the one that kept five talents and invested them and got a return, that the math comes out to like the millions of dollars, like the tens of millions of dollars of investment. God is not playing around with just, oh, you're going to be a poor Christian all the, all your life. He has in mind the infrastructure for the entire planet that we're going to be running during the millennial reign. He has a city the size of the moon made from gold as its baser element. I mean, money is not an object when it comes to God, although there is a lot said about money. I saw this incredible quote, which I don't have in front of me, but I'll butcher it. If you have a pound of steel, it's worth about five bucks. You know, a big raw chunk of steel. If you turn that into nails, then you got something worth around maybe 35 bucks. If you turn those into paper clips, then they're worth around maybe, I don't know, $95. And then it keeps going down. And then the final, like if you mold that steel, if you break it up into springs for watches, that pound of steel is worth in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so we are all of us, we're we're living stones, a part of God's kingdom. Once you receive Jesus Christ into your heart and you start living for God, you're a part of this city. But the value of your life and your faith and what you have allowed God to pound you into, to break you into, essentially. it. The more broken you are, the more he is allowed to just operate in your life and, and have his way with you despite people will criticize you, they'll fight you, they'll misunderstand you, whatever, you'll go through pain. Don't look for it. It's out there, brokenness for everybody. You know, um, The value of what he's given you in your life for eternity, for this, this coming millennial reign of Christ and beyond, is it, it's up to your obedience to God. And Jesus Christ didn't go around looking for suffering. The Holy spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan for 40 days and fast for 40 days. I mean, was Jesus fasting all the time? You never hear about Jesus fasting after that. He's, he was called the wine bibbler and the party guy. Um, Jesus was led like a lamb to the slaughter and he was begging God to take this cup from him. I mean, this was his whole purpose of coming and he's asking for a way out. Jesus was not going around looking for suffering. All you Catholics out there that love to, you know, self chastise yourself. And I think we, we really don't understand uh Christian service in the sense of how to do it. Cause like, I'm not the guy that starts a missionary operation. I was 17 years old when I went to Japan and I had no idea what I was doing. It was just like, I'm going there with my Bible and I got my Don Basham book and my, my Rufus Mosley book. And God led me to different situations where I had the opportunity to place, you know, my entire future, my entire adult career, whatever. Back then, everybody worshipped their career. It was like early two thousands. It was like, what are you going to be when you grow up? Like, dude, what are you? What are you going to go into debt in college for? Like, forever, like to be, like, dude. And uh, there was a, a huge push to join the military. I remember, like, leading up to nine eleven, every single day, there were, join the Marines, join the Navy, join the Air Force. And I'm like, nope, I'm a part of the Spirit Force. I will be a Jedi like my grandfather before me. And I started to see supernatural things happen. We haven't really gotten into a lot of testimonies, but just globally, geopolitically, it was a a miracle to have the opportunity to drop out and join a military operation like the family, like the Children of God that was still going strong back then and to get training. Um, it took me about a year from meeting some of the craziest, like Ninja turtle, hallelujah, kawabunga type of Christians, to where I actually like left society completely in 2004. And I've been off the map ever since. And trying to get back is like listening to, to your shows, Shannon. It's like, this makes me feel normal again. Um, I'm talking like, getting ready for the Antichrist to show up at any second every day, but also having the vision of the millennial reign of Christ and letting God work on your inner man and noticing like, well, the more successful missionaries were those who had a, a prayer walk with God, who regularly went into the inner chamber and not to show off, but just lay prostrate before God. I mean, I had a prayer meeting with with a friend that sometimes co-hosts, in a prayers, and it was just like, "Michael, we need to pray for Elon Musk." And I'm like, "Oh, sure." And she doesn't sound like that. Sorry, I've kind of lost my voice. It was days before the Russian coup happened, just a couple of days, and it was a prayer for Elon Musk and Putin. And I mean, we're talking like blowing the shofar, you know, kneeling down praying for. It was like a good hour long prayer. And when you, when you have a professional intercessor call you and like full of fire, like I need to pray with somebody crazy about this right now. Like, I'm like, you Oh yes, absolutely. Let's do this. Two days later, the, the Russian coup takes place. I mean, that was a real coup guys. Like, even if it was a false flag, everybody was freaked out about that. It was like pretty scary. And, um, I guess the last bit on that was the fact that the Wagner group is now just like like a hundred miles from Kiev. So (laughs) talk about moving chess pieces. They're in uh, Belarus now. And, uh, that those are their crack forces. So just, just little wink, wink, hint, hint. The war could be over very fast. All they got to do is just go South and take over Kiev. Um, this prayer was so like, I, I pray, you know, I do pray, but oftentimes I forget to actually kneel down and pray. And in, in the presence of a, of a prayer warrior like this, um, and at risk of losing my reward for the first time in a long time, I literally, I had this whole office to myself and, and just in private, I just knelt down and I even lay with my face to the ground a, a few, a few times. The prayer kept going on and it was a power, like the spirit was so powerful. And I felt for the first time in a long time, like I was exactly right where I needed to be doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing. The only other time I ever feel like that is when I'm on Omega man radio talking to you, awesome people. And no, I don't have internet to check your comments. I'm sorry for the voice quality as well. I'm on the mountains, but it was like, suddenly I knew what I needed to be doing and what was missing in my life the most is to pray. And sometimes you have to kneel. You need to put your face to that ground so that there's no, even opportunity for your flesh to like get distracted and your body can forget that it's under the control of your soul and under the control of your spirit, your body can forget. And so getting your body under control, that's the whole point of fasting and taking communion as well. I believe is, you know, you're taking this cup and you guys can take communion with me. If you want, you're taking this cup and it's no longer just a cup of liquid you are blessing it and sanctifying it, and not in an unworthy way. But you're saying, "When I drink of this, I am partaking of the body of the living God manifested for me." And you can do that and bless it. And when you do it in an unworthy manner, which means like you're just like, "Ah, eh, whatever, I'll just drink that," then you're you're drinking damnation and, and curse into yourself. And that's why a lot of people are sick. But when we remember, and Jesus didn't make it into this big hocus pocus magical thing. He said, take and eat. This is my body. Take and drink. This is my blood poured out for you for the remission of sins. As often as you take of this meat and this drink, do it in remembrance of me. And if you do that in an unworthy way where you're like crucifying Jesus again and saying, I don't, I mean, I don't believe in the transubstantiation thing. It's like, it gets too mystical and could that be possible? Yeah. But when you remember and you do this in remembrance of him and you're saying, I am a sinner and I am only saved by your precious blood, not by works of righteousness that I have done, but. Because of your great mercy, I am saved. And, and then that lifts a burden off of your chest to backtrack again to, like, going to Japan. I'm like, I want to be a missionary to Japan, like, alone. Like, really? <laughs> you? <laughs> well, you and what army? Well, God gave me an army. And I'm still carrying those broken shields and those broken swords and cast off crowns and cast off helmets of salvation and discipleship that my brothers forsook and, and left to go get their 30-year mortgages. I'm one of the last guys standing, and that's why I get phone calls from people that pioneered Russia and Japan single-handedly with back in the 70s. I was on my way to interview Thomas Morrow yesterday. Guy built this giant orphanage in Zambia. UNICEF came in, shut everything down put all these kids in, in harmful situations because of their COVID laws. Literally like their goal is to shut down all orphanages. I mean, they're so evil and I'm on the way to interview him and get that story out. And then I get a phone call from nicknamed Sir Robert, <laughs> forced to be reckoned with goes to Japan, starts an entire Japanese uh, missionary operation there which I went to Japan and saw and met and literally became a missionary because of some of the things that this man did lives in South Carolina. And we're talking about getting into uh, some different, different side quest things. Moringa. My mom is growing Moringa and it's a superfood, and you can put it in your tea. And it's apparently a very healthy thing. People have been asking me like, Michael, why aren't you like, you know, why isn't there a product? Like we we would love to support you like via, if you had something like, well, we're getting it, you know, Moringa. But I got a phone call from him specifically about that. So, I mean, I get to talk to these guys, not because, oh, I'm such a great missionary, but I'm like the guy that just I'll keep fighting no matter what. And I'll be like the person that's still going to have the vision when a lot of my brothers and sisters have, have crashed spiritually. It's like shipwrecked to their faith. And uh, one note on that, you guys, if you know somebody that's like a a apostate or shipwrecked in their faith, you watch yourself around them because you might go and think, oh, I'm going to rescue this guy. I'm going to save him and get him back onto the the platform of faith. The Lord has literally stopped me dead in my tracks recently a few times where I was like, oh, I'm going to go and spend some time with this guy that doesn't believe in God anymore or this person that, you know, they used to be gay and now they're. And they had this great testimony about why they're not gay anymore. And then they went back, you know, you, you won't save anybody trying to force them to get back on track. You have to let people go. And, uh, and you like the, if you dance with the devil, the devil don't change. You change. Like, don't try to go and convert people that don't want to be converted. And when somebody has tasted living by faith and living, you know, under God's will, and then they turn back to the world, it is so hard to get that person back. But I mean, be spirit led. You know, I'm not telling anybody specifically out there. I'm just I'm just thinking about a lot of people that I know who, I mean, ex wife, you know, people in their family, their family. Uh you just you can't you can't control that level of deception where somebody has tasted of the presence of God and tasted what it's like to live by faith and receive miraculous provision day by day. And so, um, I get a phone call from Thomas Morrow saying like, Hey, what are we doing? You know, we who trust in God and who fear God, we need to talk often one to another and figure out what the heck is God doing right now? Because AI is coming. We're on the end time timeline. The antichrist can show up within this year. There's this guy that memorized the entire Torah that the Jewish rabbis are going around and they're just like, just Trying to touch his hat because <laughs> this guy is like a living, unprecedented phenomena. I forget his name. It sounded like a knock knock joke. It was like a knock knock cheese or something. Like it was just, but he's, he memorized the entire Torah. It's never been done before. We need to keep our eye out for people that could fit the bill of the false prophet or the antichrist. We need to be aware of the fact that there has never been a situation where they lock down the entire planet and people like Thomas Morrow and, and even myself like thinking like, okay, let's get a sailboat. Let's, let's learn how to sail. So if they lock down this state or this country, we can just follow the coast down to a place that's less locked down. You know, Indonesia has got endless amounts of islands that you could probably bunker out in and, in, the Philippines. And I mean, it just doesn't seem like there's anywhere to go anymore because they locked down everywhere, but no, God is going to lead his people and he's got an amazing adventure ahead of us. And you only have to make it for a three and a half short years. And America's being destroyed by design as, as all the watchmen have warned, uh, Henry Groover, you name it, Russian invasion, Benjamin Baruch, you know, that America would turn to evil to the extent that the hedge of protection would be lowered and then that there would be a limited invasion followed by a, a miraculous salvation when Americans really repent this time. And not just like, well, I voted for Trump. Doesn't that count for something? No, that doesn't get you to heaven or count as repentance a little bit, a little bit. Well, I didn't drink. I only drank 10 cans of Modelo last night, but I didn't drink Budweiser. Aren't I going to heaven? Doesn't that count for repentance? Uh, no, Mr. and Mrs. America. And it's not just about, like, keeping your, your body free from mRNA. I mean, that's great. I didn't get the shot. Didn't that count for something? I mean, I guess it counted for something because now they're, like, going to start injecting the food with it because they failed to get everybody injected. I mean, I walk around. I got a barn delivered the other day. It was a miracle. I mean, we operate on a very tight budget. So thank you guys that have donated um, spiritforce01 at com. And it, it's humbling for me to put that out there because it's just like, you know, I'll work extra. Like donations, really? <laughs> but no, we that way I get to do more shows. Strange O'Clock podcast, Derek Gilbert, uh, Dr. Joy, exposing the vaccine and uh, the nature of the fallen angels, the Nephilim, the go- fallen star gods. Stuff that I don't have time to get into and research properly. It's like, why reinvent the wheel? Go interview the guy that did do that. So um but yeah, we're we're very appreciative of the miraculous nature of you guys throwing, you know, extra firecrackers in the in the jet fuel compartment. I mean, it's just like, whoa, we just got a boost of energy. Okay. Well, we got this barn. And I'm helping the guy, and I'm trying to figure out, like, how the heck does this guy know how to move a barn? He's got this insane tractor technology. Just one dude. One dude can move a 10 by 20 barn. And uh, he had, like, a $70,000 trailer that could, like, move in 360-degree directions and this little tractor thing. I can't describe it. You have to see it. And I'm talking to him, and we're we're kind of busy, but I had a few hours to talk to this young guy, and he's the only guy in the area that can do this job. Um, probably makes like a thousand dollars a day doing it, but he's good. And it's hard. And, uh, I'm talking about, you know, what we do talk about on the podcast and stuff, you know, not every day you get a chance to just meet somebody that's this brilliant business, hardworking dude. He's ex Mennonite. He was raised in the Mennonite church. So has that background kind of burned out by the church system a little bit astoundingly awesome young man. So I'm just talking to him about like, what we, how we got banned on everything. And, you know, it's all about the vaccines and they don't like it when you talk, criticize it. He's like, yeah, you know, my wife and I, we know a guy and he's a coroner and I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. And he, he was talking about these rubbery things that they're pulling out of people's veins that died from heart attacks. Like it's, it's really common now. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, was he did he ever go on the documentaries about that that's been posted that even Omega Man was sharing, like the Watch the Water and the the um I forget the name of the vaccine documentary, but Stu Peters put out a I think it's the most famous documentary ever made, historically. It's been shared more than anything ever. Document, like, no, I I've never even watched that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, this is just a friend of ours. It's a coroner and uh so like in a tiny little town in North Carolina, you're meeting people that are like, Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. People are dying from that all the time. Like this is the stew that we're in right now. guys. (laughs) Like they stole the election. They've hijacked the country. They're making it so that AI is going to be so in control that like, even what we saw with Facebook back the last two elections where they controlled everything and they said, I'm Mother Zuckerberg, and I'm just reminding you that the elections are very fair and the voting process is very under control. Oh, and vaccines are safe and effective, and this is false information, and I'm going to kick you out of my little clubhouse. Oh, by the way, no girls allowed to. Oh, yeah. It's like this dumb little dorky guy trying to control, but he effectually did. And now we're in a situation where there is mass death. Like I've only been to school a few years in my homeschooled youth, but I would go to school. Occasionally my parents would put me in school because I'm the oldest of six kids and one of them is epileptic. And it was just like, yeah, we need to put Michael in school. 20% of my class of my middle school is dead. Like over the years, you know, you hear from people, Oh, you know, so-and-so died. Oh, yeah, this guy fell off a ladder and this person died. I don't want to say how. Okay. My high school, my first crush died in high school. Um, just random people. Like, you You know, Facebook connects you to people, right? So you get to see, like, oh, wow, so-and-so died. Like, all these people from my youth are gone. And then because of my missionary networks, I get to know more people. And they're, I mean, the stories. Like, I get to talk to a lot of grieving, bereaved Friend, we don't know how long we're going to be here, guys. Even just the battlefront of the vaccine deaths and all this. And, you know, you can't even throw a rock and not hit somebody that's at least been injured or knows people that have been injured. And the 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 social media gulag is starting to, like, get ready for the next big push with activated AI. I forget the uh, the guest, but Omega Man had a guest on that basically nailed it about how... These supercomputers are being activated in order so that they can navigate what to do next. Because like, there's no more real, like, normal human leadership. It's all supernatural interfacing with humanity via these these like ridiculous quantum computing systems connected with AI. So they are the ones deciding. Like, okay, let's push the transgender thing with Bud Light. Now let's let the gas up a little bit. Now let's push here. Now let's not push there. Now let's force masks. Now let's not. And it's just like this crazy, crazy thing. Like how is anybody in control of this? Well, it's supernatural. And you're looking at like the movie contact with Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey. And uh yeah, we got this like 3d plan. It's like the plan. And it's from another dimension. The aliens sent the plan in this 3d system message. Pretty brilliant um, moment. Totally totally Antichrist Carl Sagan story, whatever. But Jodie Foster goes into this sphere that takes her into another uh, galaxy and the plans are set in this this extra-dimensional construct showing how to build it. And that's kind of what the AI is doing, showing the Antichrist system and the Antichrist people how to go about uh, I mean, there is nobody that would have the energy or the planning, or the, I mean, these people are mostly all like super abusers of drugs and alcohol. I mean, they're dr- they're drunk on power. But look at those Clintons; they ain't running hardly anything. And and oh yeah, it's George Soros. George Soros, really? Direct quote from George Soros for two minutes. I'm going to shorten it. I'm going to just um, truncate this audio. Uh, uh, takes a break continues ah uh, somebody's at the door at least <laughs> one second i'll be right back i don't know if we're still if we still have some time here to go but
1: oh yes we're oh my gosh we are live right now with awesome michael basham yeah i think i remember hearing that clip with george soros it was like what what the heck's he doing over there um you know i think he's on his way out and reports are his son is even more committed than he is to continue his dad's demonic legacy Um, him and Henry Kissinger man those guys I don't know how they've held out this long they're probably getting adrenochrome and stem cell therapy Um, we're live with Michael Basham if you're just joining us Back to you, Mike. I just realized we went
0: well over an hour and a half. Are
1: we are we still good or uh, I'm I'm still good. <laughs> you got man. me going. This is good. Okay, stuff. Okay.
0: Are you are you um are you having any more guests tonight or the schedule's changed? Right. So this is the last show for the marathon.
1: Yes. Uh, we're just well. We have a, we had a light schedule tonight. Just two two people, you and uh, the Cohens. Oh, okay. So we're okay. Uh, tomorrow we do not have any guests scheduled and. Uh, that is because of Fourth uh, of July. By the way, Mike, uh, Michael, are you going to um, go see that Jim Caviezel movie, The Sound of Freedom? That looks good, man.
0: The Sound of Freedom. Everybody and their brother and their dad is in my family are talking about it. What a victory! I'm definitely going to go see it. I'm, I'm going to buy tickets, and I think everybody needs to support that movie, make it a huge blockbuster. Because this is. Um, this is a sign it's a writing on the wall for the bad guys of course are they going to be showing it over there do you have any like christian well, churches that might be doing something?
1: it's possible they showed that uh that last movie about the uh, jesus people what was it called um the, the one the with, jesus revolution yeah or that's it that's it uh they showed that one over here so i'm, I'm hoping that they'll show sound of uh, freedom um that's a big problem man Uh, over in uh, Madan Indonesia I may have mentioned this before Sumatra where my wife went to visit her family a few months back she tells me a story she gets back of a lady who was caught by the locals there kidnapping part of a kidnapping ring they were kidnapped children and harvest their organs or human trafficking you know who knows and they caught this girl and they burn her alive man vigilante justice I'm glad they did Send a message to those child traffickers. If we catch you, we're going to burn you alive. And that's what they did to this lady. They uh, torched her. Uh, Because, you know, they found out she had been part of kidnapping many of the missing kids over there. So I told my wife, I said, you keep an eye on our, our kids. Never let them out of their sight, out of your sight. Because these children could get snatched up anywhere, man. And apparently, America is one of the largest consumers destroying these children I mean you know all these children just disappearing coming across the border where'd they go that's the question this movie seeks to answer Uh, what happened to them and so I want to see it Uh, I might have to you know this is interesting Um, there's a lot of movies I can't get so uh, I've started watching movies on a Russian website (laughs) that's got them (laughs) Oh brother, very good. Uh, yes. you? I don't know if you can get it in America. And uh, you know, I will buy a movie, you know, if I can't find it. Um, you know, find it at the theater. Uh but or iTunes or whatever, but um there's stuff I just couldn't find. So I broke down and did a Google search and found extraction too. Right there on um you? And some old movies. I took a long break for movies, and uh, I have started watching some again, And uh, only to realize uh, most of it's garbage. And uh, But there's still some good stuff. I want to see Sound of Freedom. I saw this guy's interview, man, him and Tim Ballard, Jim Caviezel, and he was asked again about being uh, struck by lightning, making The Passion, and I didn't know it, man. When he got hit by lightning... Gotten lit up like a Christmas tree. Um, the effect on his body was so profound that it—he ended up having a heart attack, open heart surgery. It took him over five years to recover from that. What he went through making that film, and he said, um, "This next movie that we're making, him and Mel, the Resurrection. He said we'll pro- probably go down in history. That in the first movie being the you know the." top grossing movies of all time in America and I believe it. I'm excited about uh, reports on this movie Um, the sequel to The Passion but of course he said of of The Sound of Freedom Um, it's his second greatest movie he's ever done and then he names Count of Monte Cristo as number three. Back to you.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, And and again guys look up uh, Prisoners with Hugh Jackman uh, whistleblowing on human trafficking. Oh. Very well done movie. Okay. Huge prisoners. actors in there. It's a movie I've never heard of because Hollywood loves to bury those movies, especially back in twenty thirteen. Yes. They don't want anybody to know about that. So <laughs> Yeah, prisoners. Um see the the thing about the passion wasn't just it was a movie that people went to watch for entertainment. It's anything but entertaining. It's a very difficult to watch film. And you almost you have to be a part of a, of a church group viewing it together as a, as a service as like a, to, to go and re-experience what Jesus did for us at the cross. And of course, churches are one of the main drivers uh, for the passion being such a success. It's like people would just buy thousands of tickets and send all their church people there or have showings at churches. So I'm hoping that, um, that now that, you know, people are kind of realizing the power that they have with their dollars, that they will also go and they'll promote this movie and watch it and share it with people, um, make it as big as the passion if possible. And, and to bring awareness to the human trafficking situation, um, when I was in Honolulu, did you want to show a video really quick? Oh, no, no,
1: no. I was uh, looking up a name and I had my sound turned on. Keep going. Tell me about Honolulu. Okay, Uh,
0: my wife and I were at this real estate class, which she passed. I didn't. I'm not. My brain is just not there. And um, but so she got her real estate license. But I would go to the classes, and um, it was kind of funny because she's pregnant, and I'm driving her on the motorcycle to class, and we walk in. (laughs) It's just this funny sight. But anyway. Uh, we talked to a, a police detective that was getting his license. And he told us that, you know, Honolulu is kind of the last stop for the human traffickers and the, the, um the, the train, it kind of starts like you know, through South America into Miami, goes up to Atlanta and then goes through this and that city and then makes its way over to LA. And then finally Honolulu. And then it goes into, um, you know, basically into your direction, Asia land. And that there's this very, like they understand this, this uh, flow that happens regular flow of, of child kidnappings and human trafficking. And it was just weird to hear that straight from the mouth of a, of a, of a cop of a detective, really brilliant, sweet guy. You can tell he'd been through a lot. He'd seen a lot. And then to know like God brought us from there to the big Island of Hawaii during the lockdowns. Cause I mean, I don't just talk about this stuff, guys. Like they're locking us down. Like I'm taking my family to the country. Like there's a reason I'm out in the middle of nowhere right now too, but that's another story. As soon as we went to the big Island, Hawaii, we run into this girl who was a friend of a real estate agent, whatever was going to show us a property. We were just looking at places we could rent. And so very first, like within I don't know, 30 minutes of getting the rental car and driving to wherever we were going and stopping and meeting this, this young, she was a youngish lady. Like she, there's something about her that was just different. And then she was like, suddenly started telling us her entire life story about how she was raped over and over again. And the police were in on it and the government officials were in on it in the big Island, you know, Hilo, uh, Kona side and And that they were just laughing, like there's nothing you can do, and we've got your video of us doing this to you, and the whole government was all like full of these horrible pedophile evil people, This when she was a teenager, and that um then she went on to find the Lord, and she's got a good church and filled with the spirit, and yet these people had never been caught, still around, still operating. And uh, Big Island, Hawaii. I'm not, not the detective I mentioned earlier. I mean, this is uh, following that. I mean, we're, we're looking at each other like, do we really want to move here? Like this is sounds horrible. We find a place to live for a year and my wife is genius enough to look up the sex offender registry and finds out like every other house on that street is some sex offender and there's drug lords and theft and crime. But you know what? God showed us that. Uh, and then when we rolled into Hilo, like the next day, I remember the very first day of going into Hilo within 10 minutes, there was a big rally of Christians, pro like raising awareness for human trafficking and stopping child abductions right there in Hilo. So we kind of felt like we were on this train seeing, you know, not that we were super involved, but we got to meet these people and pray with them and just make contact and move to a neighborhood where this was around. And of course we were very vigilant and always watching our little darling one-year-old. And uh, then God brought us to California and then to uh, near Atlanta and then down to Florida and then back here to the mountains. And I'm realizing right now, like he literally is taking us backwards along that human trafficking train And just, I don't know what we're doing, but like God has put me in Las Vegas like four times in the last few years. Wow. And I'm wandering around Las Vegas, like just taking video and making TikToks about all the weird Illuminati pyramids and the, you know, that casino where it's like 33 floors and people have fallen off into the casino and died. And there's all kinds of horrible stuff. And I'm not there to like witness everybody and win souls all the time, just passing through. But as a as a witness, like, you know, the angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah, like witnessing it, like checking it out like that. And, um, going through LA, I got to experience that for the first time, just driving around all over Hollywood and kind of getting the tour. My mother-in-law, uh, escorted me around and showed me where she grew up. And but guys, the point is, this is, there is a time limit to how long they can get away with these, these trafficking operations, and um, we are not all going to be the big guy to, to expose it all. The billionaire in the movie, uh, The Sound of Freedom, his story, he was actually on the Fringe Radio Network on one of our show's friends, uh, Sarah Westall, and I couldn't even finish the story. It was so, like, traumatizing to listen to him infiltrating these operations and pretending to be one of these guys, father of six kids. God will raise up leaders like him to be the right guy at the right time in the right moment to tear down these strongholds our job whether you're a boots on the ground kind of henry groover prayer walker or you're a face on the ground earth moving tower toppler praying christian intercessor like anna prayers and i would recommend everybody go into thy closet close the door get on your knees get on your face before god Speak in tongues. If you don't know what that, that is, uh, listen to some Don Basham sermons about how to receive the Holy Spirit, Derek Prince. I've got all the Don Bashams on uh, faithbucks.com for free. And, and speak in tongues. Get into the mode, man. Get into the groove with the Lord and let him use your channel to then help topple these towers of iniquity, these human trafficking operations. You know what's happening in Ukraine, right? They're literally finding underground um, bioweapons laboratories where they're experimenting on children. And this this came out like I thought it was a joke at first or like a conspiracy. This is literally a, a Russian general like he looks like he's just seen a ghost and he's just making this report as calmly as he can about what they're finding in the underground military bases in Ukraine. Wow. That Obama helped set up. And they even bragged about it. The Bidens. You understand that the prayers of the saints are what's moving the hand of these these larger forces, these leaders like like Putin. I mean, I hate to say it, but God is using him, okay? so And they're liberating children. They're like literally saving, and it's a war. It's a mess, I know. It's horrible. People are, but there are underground operations. Do you see the, the Russians celebrating LGBT? No, of course not. They're outlawing that.
1: Yes, I they mean, are. you can't
0: even have a parade in Russia. <laughs> you,
1: you know, know. Michael, uh, so many Sorry. people, they've got this, uh, you know, they've, they've been propagandized by American media Putin bad, Zelensky good. I want to tell you something. Right. Uh, I actually like Putin because when I've heard him talk and I've listened to his speeches done in Russian going back a few years ago and I hear him interviewed, uh, this is no madman. I'm not saying he didn't have a history of killing people in the KGB, but all spy agencies—they kill one another. CIA kills people every day. Under Title 50, they just do it legally. Uh, this guy and this nation is seems more Christian and more sane than uh, anybody else we got. Uh, and look at uh, look at all these things, just as you mentioned, that are being uncovered in Ukraine. I think it's going to turn out that some of the most horrendous crimes to humanity ever committed were being done in Ukraine and look at the you mentioned the bioweapons labs and um, I thought it was a joke when allegations were coming out that uh, there were Nazis in Ukraine but look it's turning out true man actual Nazis and that's what the Nazis did they experimented, experimented on prisoners Not only in camps above ground like at Auschwitz with Mingle, but they did it underground too. In these underground labyrinths and uh, mountain systems. Uh, And, you know, they would um, do vivisections on people. You know, split them open with no anesthesia. These are monsters. And we brought in, I think, um, Sidney Gottlieb. I'm not sure of his first name, but Gottlieb was his last name. This was a guy who headed up the CIA's LSD experimentation program. And, you know, you hear about MK Ultra and all these programs. They're real. And a lot of these people came over from Nazi Germany to America and worked for the CIA. And uh, did they all die out? No, man. They're in places like Ukraine. And you hear about all the kids being kidnapped over there and their uh, sex trade, organ trafficking, adrenochrome. You know, Ukraine has turned out to be uh, a pretty horrific place. And they've got this Mac Daddy up there, former actor. Go figure, man. He's playing the part. Have you seen some of his music videos? Zelensky up on YouTube? In like bisexual I think most people have. video? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, in high hills. This is sickening what's going on over there. This is a scam. And um, just as COVID was used as uh, a bailout, it was used for many things. Brute force power grab on the planet and to usher in, you know, great reset. It was also the biggest um, hospital bailout of all time. Who's getting bailed out right now? Well, all these billions that are just disappearing into the ether over there. Somebody's getting paid. And uh, we're getting crooked. Did I ever tell you the story, though, that I uh, uh, I once was involved in um, helping smuggle some people across the border?
0: Um, uh, briefly, I, I think anybody uh, that's not heard that would love to hear that. That's really a, Mec- really a Mexican
1: cool. guy named Nacho. Did I ever tell you the story about Nacho? Oh, <laughs> Nacho. Well, I, I can't take claim. I, actually, I can't take credit for smuggling. I helped him once he got over the border, but. I was married to a Mexican girl one time, and this was back around 96. What was it, 96? Yeah, 96. Well, wait, not 96, about 98. Okay. Bottom line is she said, hey, I've got a cousin. Uh, His family are sending him over from Mexico, and he's already made it across the border. Can you go pick him up? I said, pick him up where? I was living in Atlanta at the time. She said, he's over in Nashville somewhere. And he's in this uh, van. It's a caravan, and it's moving. And every time they stop, he'll call me from a pay telephone. So I said, "Okay, well, so uh, where do I go?" And she told me to go to Nashville. So I jumped in my car. It was in the evening, and I set off. And it was about a four-hour drive from Atlanta to Nashville. And dude, uh, I got up there and tracked this caravan down to this uh, service station. It was already uh, evening. And I went in, there were still some people in this uh, service station with some cars up on the the racks, you know, working on them. I said, hey, I'm looking for some Mexicans. Uh, and they said, oh, round back. Dude, I went around back. And it was like a, a big uh, area with some trees and so forth. I didn't see a person, Michael. I'm like, I don't see nobody back here. And I waited a moment. And then, dude, there was 25 people that stepped out of nowhere I, don't, I mean they were hidden so well and it was like whoa wow. this is freaky all of a sudden 25 people and there's this short Mexican dude he was the uh, he was the head of it all the coyote or the pollero as they call him. and uh, short guy came up and I, I spoke to him in broken Spanish and I said hey I'm here for Nacho yo soy aquí para mi amigo se llama Nacho and um Nacho was a taller guy, a young guy, about 19, 20. He comes over, and I thought I could just walk away with him. Uh-uh, not so fast, bro. His family had already paid to get him across the border. That's another story where the guy abandoned the, the him and the others, and they were out there walking through the desert for three days, man, by themselves. Uh, now they wanted to get paid again. And uh, he was also carrying a pistol, I'm pretty sure of that. So, it wasn't like I was going to just take this guy and run. I had to buy buy uh, buy him out of his slavery, bro. Uh, otherwise, they were just going to keep him in the van and keep him going until someone paid him. And uh, how much? Well, it turns out, bro, it was like uh, $300 that they wanted cash. And I had just enough. Took every dime I had. And I was left with like five bucks. But I bought Nachos Freedom. And uh, put him in the car with me. And we got the hell out of there. And I had just enough to go to McDonald's and get us a Happy Meal. <laughs> so oh, <huh? laughs> we had like a cheeseburger and a kitty fry. And, dude, we came back, and I said, Nacho, what are you doing, man? Uh, and he came from a pretty well-to-do family, and they'd sent him over. I don't know how much they paid to smuggle him through the border, but he had come through Mexico, got up through Arizona, and a lot of the people would come up through you know, the, the border crossing there and come up through like a uh, trailer park. And then there would be like a, a car that would pick them up, and then they would start the track down to like Atlanta. That would be one place they would go. And, uh, right. He, he said, Man, I want to go south to Ford. I want to pick oranges. I said, You do? He said, Yeah, they're hiring down there. And, uh, then I'm going to take my money. Wow. I'm going to Cuba. And I said, Okay. So he stayed with me for a few days. And, um, Took him up to Walmart, wow. got him some jeans, and then he had me put him on a Greyhound. I never saw Nacho again, but it was a super nice guy. And supposedly, he, w- he went down to Florida, and that's where he was headed on the Greyhound to pick oranges. And I hope he made it to Cuba. But uh, somewhere along that line, I found this uh, Mexican dude, and he spoke like no English at all. And I find out that he's part of a regular caravan, man. And uh, I said, uh, so what are y'all doing? He says, uh, again, we pick them up over in Arizona. And uh, how often do you do this? He says, uh, once a week. And what's the going rate? Mm-hmm. He was making like $2,000 a person, bro. Wow. I said, "I said, man, are you hiring? I'm ready to get in on that. So <laughs> it didn't work out. The guy looked at me oh. probably thought I was like, uh, you know, with Homeland Security. Well, they didn't Border Patrol back then. And uh, so I at that time, this was back in the 90s. I thought, man, that'd be easy money because, you know, I'm I'm pro-Mexican. And I thought, well, heck, if they get over there, I could uh, stand to make some quick cash. So it never worked out. But um, that was 20 years ago, bro, 25 years ago. And uh, it's so bad now, though, that the cartel has taken it all over. And the cartel just might have – I mean – you might get to the border, they might actually kidnap you right there and sell you into uh, the sex trade, bro. It's like those ladies escaping North Korea. And they think, if I just make it to China, only to find out that most of the ladies that do escape, and that you know, you're probably going to die trying to get out of North Korea. But if you do make it to China, most of them get sold into sex uh, trafficking. Right. And uh, they disappear, man. Or they'll get kidnapped in you know taken as a wife over there in china that's that's a, you know that's a sad part of it uh there was a uh, i don't know who this guy is but he's on redacted and he's one of the guys that's been down there monitoring the situation on the Darien Gap and he went into this uh village over there and talked to the locals you know about the problem because a lot of people are dying coming over uh they don't know how to get through the jungle and uh that's the cheap route if you got money you fly like the chinese down to cancun have a vacation And then you go through the border. And and Mexico, no problem. So if you don't have money, you have to go through the Darien Gap. And uh, there's like, you know, there's like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Coach or this first class. First class, you get some of the Embera Indians as guides. But if you don't have these guys, you may die or get raped. And this dude was down there interviewing one. He said, man, do not come through there. If you're a uh, if you're a lady or a child, because everybody's getting raped up oh, in my. there, man, thirty and forty times <clears> are getting <throat> gang raped, killed, oh, gosh. kidnapped. These cartel are wicked people. I talked to someone recently that said he wanted to go to Mexico, and I said you don't want to go to Mexico. I said you won't survive down there. And I sent him today a me- uh, a video from Scam City. You ever seen that series? Scam City, Connor Woodman.
0: Um,
1: I've I've heard of it uh, just briefly. What what is it about? This is a uh, reporter who would go to major cities across the world to investigate the scams. You know how are tourists being scammed? Maybe a taxi scam. Oh uh, yeah, it, okay. it could be. You're going into a club and uh, one of the girls will spike your drink with scopolamine, the knockout drug, and you wake up. All your money has been taken out of the bank. Everything you own is gone. And you might wake up a vegetable in a hospital. So he goes and tracks his stuff. And he said in Mexico, they have a thing down there called the Kidnap Express. Where the police actually are in on it. And you jump into a taxi. um, You've got a high probability that they're going to take you right then and there and kidnap you. And hold you hostage until someone buys you out of there. So you're just trying to get a taxi Whoa. somewhere, not knowing that it's a kidnapper. And uh, if you're a gringo and you go to Mexico, bad news right now. You will probably be kidnapped by the cartel. And uh, uh, it's it's becoming you know so bad that even wealthy Mexicans are having to uh, hire bodyguards because they're kidnapping everybody down there south of the border, cutting the heads off. Uh, And I lived in Tijuana, Mexico. I wouldn't live there now. Places change. It's a madhouse south of the border, man. Human trafficking, kidnapping, uh, sex trade, uh, organ harvesting. It's a madhouse. So back to Ukraine and give it back to you. Bro, we're being lied to in the mainstream news. That's why if you want to know the real story, you don't get it to the mainstream. Go to something like uh, Redacted. Strange O'Clock broadcast to Mega Man Radio. We know what time it is. And, uh, you know, you're talking about this deplatforming. So, right now, we all know that if you say something that uh, YouTube doesn't like or Facebook, they'll put you in YouTube jail. They can cancel your account, you know, kick you off the platform. Okay? What happens, though, when they force this digital system on everybody? The digital wallets, the CBDC currency, uh, they're going to deplatform people there too. And you become unbanked. Just like that uh, uh, British politician I heard about this weekend. Uh, He announced that uh, his personal and business account have been shut down, Michael. And uh, he can't bank. He said, What do you do? He said, I can't get an ATM card, I can't get a loan. I have no way to rescind or receive money. I may have to um, move out of England, he said. And uh, he was attacked because he was part of Brexit. Debate, man. We're, get, we're getting conditioned for being deplatformed. But what are you going to do when they come for your bank account? This is going to happen, folks, if these, uh, these wicked people are not stopped and they want you to comply with the system or they lock you out of the system. And so this is wicked, man. Uh, I know they're going to the World Economic Forum is going to do another pandemic. Right now, we may have a limited window to move anywhere that you want to move, and be led by the Lord. Uh, only one month ago, uh, did it become an option for anybody to come into uh, to Bali now without a uh, a vaccine? And so I just I told my family, I said, I don't know how long this door is going to be open. If you're coming to see him, you need to come now. So my brother hopefully is coming in a few weeks. Because uh, up until a few weeks ago, they would have had to have had two to three shots to get in. And uh, I'm so excited yeah. for this. Uh, the hurdles have been removed. But for how long is the question? Because they're going to come back with another one. It's going to be more severe than the last. And, you know, you look at what France right. is calling for. They're looking for... Uh, more powers to uh, for surveillance. Uh, they want to, uh, these governments over in the UK are talking about it. France is talking about it. EU. They want to begin to um, criminalize uh, any narrative on social media that they say is uh, sowing disinformation and fear. So who's the arbiter of truth here? These people are. And they want to shut down free speech. And so use the platforms while you can, but very soon. Um, you may not be able to be on major platforms any longer. It's just going to be hard to operate there and be able to speak any form of truth. That's why uh, I've went straight podcasting. And uh, thank God, for at least for now, we can still speak on anything we want. And I'm believing that it will hold out for some time into the future. But uh, the whole world has gone crazy. I had a dream the other night, Michael. Interesting dream. Oh. I dreamt I must have I must have been in America because it was Americans and I had my family with me and we were in a house and all of a sudden I became aware that nukes incoming nuke missiles were coming but they they were coming over the border of Canada. So they're coming from Canada inbound and I'm like what the hell am I going to do? And I was trying to get my family somewhere in the house to protect them. And I'm thinking I got to go down to the basement. And sadly the basement you know had these day windows down there, so it wasn't much protection, so there was a little stretch of bricks and then all of a sudden, um, I didn't see the detonation, but it's like um fast forward, the nukes had hit, and I went outside my door and it was like the whole neighborhood was out there, and um there was no power, everything was shut down. There was no buying and selling. There was no stores to buy anything from. There was no electricity. And um, I had a single-barrel 12-gauge shotgun. That's all I remember when I woke up. (laughs) I just remember it being dead. The day after the nuke, there was nothing going on, man. It was all shut down. Back to you.
0: That is a very Omega Man dream, brother. I don't have... I don't know if there's ever a more Omega Man dream to have.
1: Yeah. I was thankful for my 12-gauge shotgun. Oh, by the way, I found a surprise the other day. Did I tell you about this? I have a storage unit that I've had since 2008. Can you imagine that? I've been renting it for 15 years. What do you do when you move? And you've got some things you want to hang on to, and you don't have family that can hold it for you. So I had a storage unit. Right. Well, every month they keep jacking my rent up. And I call them up and say, what's up with this, man? And they say, well, just part of it. You can expect to have regular increases. We're not going to give you a decrease. So, you know, they sent me a letter letter that said, fill this out. If you don't want to keep keep renting, you can move out. That was really the only option they gave me. So we shut it down. And I made other alternative, uh, I mean, uh, made other arrangements. But I sent my brother in there to help me. And I said, hey, wait a minute. I got a Zero Halberton briefcase. Open that thing up. Dude, he opened it up. And I was shocked. I have in there a 357 Magnum, brand new in the box, and a uh, Ruger 22 target pistol. I thought I'd sold all my guns, man. I saved them, and then I he said, uh, "Hey, wait a minute! I've see a, um, a a gun box here, a long rifle box. Open that sucker up, dude." I didn't even realize <laughs> I left myself a gift. Two brand new, unfired, stainless steel Ruger 22 rifles, a uh, Mossberg 12 gauge. Shotgun, and then I have a shotgun my granddad gave me when I was sixteen, which I've always kept. So, dude, I've got everything but my big bore rifle, my AR-15 or my AK-47. I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I said, "You hang on to that one with a Bible in the other end, brother." Dude, I feel good. I thought I was totally weaponless, but that's 25 hours away didn't help me over here, man. All I have over here is a butter knife or a blowgun. Good grief! Just saying though. Ever had to come back to America. Um, I don't know where we're going, by the way. We're praying like everybody should be praying. Where does God want you to be? Uh, Brother, he's got you in the Smoky Mountains. Uh, Give us a report. How do you like it up there? By the way, what happened to the chicken? You're down to the last chicken. What happened? Who ate it?
0: Well, I'm not down to the last chicken, but I ran out of rabbits. And, um, you know, they were they were running around free and they kept getting out of the cage that I built for them. And so I was just letting them enjoy their days. And I think, I think it might've gotten in some rat poison or something. The last rabbit, big old boy. I had to move that stinker last night and uh boy, is it disgusting? Like dead, rotten rabbit carcass with maggots and, Oh, my cute little bunny. But, but as for the chickens, you know, they're, um, they're still clucking around and, Every time I lose one, I go out and I buy four more. So that's how I declare war on the enemy, um, trying to strike down my little farm.
1: Now, what are they doing? They've got are a big they, old like, chicken coop in the mix. And, are they jumping and flying over the fence or is something getting
0: them? Um, I think they're, well, they love their freedom too. And i just, I can't stand to keep them locked up all day. So, okay, you know, okay. we've got bears, foxes, coyotes, hawks, raccoons, possums, um, <sighs> Wow. And babies, the children like to play with them too. And my, unfortunately, sometimes the two-year-old doesn't know how to <laughs> properly handle a chicken. So you know, they just they're they're very fragile creatures, and uh, sure, sure. everything in the forest wants to eat them. So and, they're like um, free
1: roaming. Like, sometimes, and then I got six goats moving around, too. So oh. take now, that, Klaus Schwab. Those things are hardy. Have you have you went down and got you any goat milk yet? Those no, goats. I unfortunately they're not
0: producing milk at the moment, but, um, I just like to keep them around to kind of get used to the idea of having farm animals and, you know, take the poop and garden with it and plant stuff and just kind of getting into the the habit, you know, like it's, it's city boy life. It's just, you know, we're sitting ducks, but if everybody has a little bit, like if somebody has speaking of ducks, if you have ducks, they grow and reproduce really fast. Great meat, Oh you know eggs, eat the eggs, I mean just having a little bit is is gonna put you way ahead of the people that are just sitting in the cities, so we're having a lot of fun with just meeting homesteaders and community and ex missionary friends that are still believers and working with them and um there's just there's so much to do physically that I almost feel like I get to take a vacation, talk to Omega Man and get back my head in the gear in the control center and, you know, look at the global map and all the DEF CON 4 alerts and, you know, dreams, visions, prophecies, scriptures, like, this is what we need to be doing more as we're with our hands, physical hands, busy taking care of things in the physical life, and um, it's the enemy's threatened, but he hasn't been able to win. It's definitely been a battle, um, but in, in regards to also Derek Prince Ministries, there's been a lot of progress in that arena as well which uh, hopefully pretty soon I'll be able to share. Oh, and, that's great. You know, this is the Worldwide Missionary Network. There might even be Derek Prince Ministries Indonesia that we can connect you up with one of you these know, days. I, uh, I need to find out uh, that list of phone numbers.
1: Speaking of um, rabbits, so back to rabbits for a moment. There's a guy named Dr. Daniel Daves. If you haven't had him on your show, you need to get him on it. As global food producers, he's out of Panama, American uh, Entrepreneur, God sent him down to Panama and said, I want you to learn how to grow food at the root level. He knew nothing about growing food. Well, he's come a long way
0: in okay. just
1: a few years. And he told okay. me, he said, rabbits are going to be worth, uh, they're going to be the new gold for farmers. So said, what do you mean? He said, well, the problem is nitrogen. And the New World Order is trying to shut down nitrogen production. And uh, you need nitrogen to grow food, right? So if you can't get fertilizer, what are you going to do? And he found out uh, we can make our own fertilizer. We call it rabbit wine, and basically it's um, rabbit urine. And uh, you could talk oh. to me the particulars, but he said, "Man, I won't sell rabbit. I mean, um, they're going to be worth you know fifty and sixty dollars a piece very soon." He said because uh, you can make all the oh. nitrogen you need for your growing your food. And the rabbits, you know, they produce so fast. He said, uh, they're going to be worth, like, gold. I, I thought, that's interesting. Wow. So, uh, maybe God has you on track to become a uh, a rabbit farmer also, because you're going to be able to grow food when nobody else can. If you can't get the nitrogen. Something to think about. Um, dude, I'm amazed at what you're doing. Yeah. I know nothing about husbandman, husbandry, or farming. Nothing, bro. And, uh, Hey, do you have do you have rattlesnakes up there? I know you got bears. You got snakes. Um, I seen some like some uh, you know water moccasins
0: in in my brother's trout pond. Ooh, yeah, there's snakes, not rattlesnakes, but there's definitely like big, big snakes, like big black you know rat eating snakes, which are good because if you have animals, then inevitably you get mice, and so you you need to you need to keep that population under control.
1: What are the mice doing? Um, they're, they're getting to the food that the animals eat? Is that what they're attracted by?
0: Yeah, and I mean, you have to just really govern, like, where you keep your food for your chickens and your rabbits and your everything. So okay. um, they they will, like, eat through bags. They're, they're very notorious at, like, burrowing into your house. If it's cold during the winter, they like to, you know, make little insulated little rat dens. So last year was was pretty awful with (laughs) with the rat problem Oh man! but we finally got that under control and uh, it's just a constant war I mean there's a reason why farmers that's their full time job even like a small farm because there's just so much to do from morning till night
1: you got to get you one of these little tiny shotguns it's called a snake charmer have you ever seen them so it's about uh, half the size of a shotgun or even a quarter of the size very small about as long as your leg and um, it shoots a 410 shotgun shell. And you take them and it, if you're out there. It's very lightweight, and you come across a snake or a, uh, a varmint, you can dispatch them. Little yeah. little snake charmers, what it's called. I used to sell them at the gun store. Um, but I would definitely have me a 22 out there. Ruger 1022 stainless steel. Get a banana clip on that thing, and I would be uh, looking for those snakes and vermin. Put you a scope on it, and you could, uh, oh man, go to town killing you some rats out there. That'd be awesome. Oh, uh, what about a big stainless, uh, a big aluminum, excuse me, a garbage can? Put all your food in there. They're not going to eat to that. Right. Yeah, I found that out a little too late, but yeah, we got one of those now, <laughs> dude. When, <laughs> when I was in learning Co- trial and error, you know, when I was in Costa Rica, I went out. And I was trying to get some hard time. Uh, food set up so I bought some bulk bags of rice and I threw them on my kitchen floor and I heard something one day and I went in and dude the bag was alive it looked like a wave inside dude those mice had got in I don't know how they got in must have squeezed through a door dude they were Uh. going to town on that thing oh man I had to throw that thing out they'd invaded got the rice bro I got to put it in a metal can though. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's a problem. And then um you got to deal with the weevils too. Um this is interesting folks. So we're live with Michael Basham. Hey, I'm, I'm I don't want to eat up your day over there. Do you have anything special for tomorrow, 4th of July? Are You cooking out? What are you doing?
0: Well, we have so many small babies that it's kind of like every day just play it by ear. Um my two sisters with their, my very fruitful two sisters and my fruitful wife, you know, all of us with like one year olds and three year olds and so we're going to maybe skip the fireworks, but um I'm just going to be looking into the spirit and seeing the fireworks God is going to be doing because he's about to just change everything again and we can always celebrate, you know, American independence and whatnot, but I think what everybody really wants is is that to be celebrated worldwide as we break away from the Antichrist system and just each of us, our families, under the domination of the power of the Holy Spirit, beacons of light, lighthouses of truth. I thank the Lord for you, Shannon. I just praise God for your hard work over the years, and I'm one who's been on the receiving end of just the encouragement that you've been blasting out there. You have no idea the your audience, like the battles that they go through, and just the sense of community that you offer regularly every day with the, with the word of God. So I just want to thank you, Shannon. Thank you for your time today and for letting us go on for a little over our usual time. And, um, we'll definitely be in touch. I guess you might have minimal fourth of July there in Indonesia, but, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be, um, probably doing a hailbilly fourth of July, like shooting the guns and stuff. And,
1: you know, dude, I'm going to find a cheeseburger somewhere, a hot dog. And celebrate with you in spirit. Um, and I just want to say this in closing: right. you know, we we talk about a lot of things that uh, can bring fear, but um, I, I like your attitude, Michael. Um, God isn't calling us to quit; He's calling us to keep going. And like you said, you were talking to a friend, and you're trying to evaluate and figure out where, what's God doing uh, and uh, what's next for us. I'll tell you what's next is we need to go all in for Jesus as I know you know this and uh, we got we got some amazing things we can do uh exploits is ahead even as war in the Saints is coming uh exploits is God's response to it and uh, if we can overcome fear and I'm preaching myself because I battle with it still um, fear of the new world order and what they want to do and I certainly don't want to get caught in a lockdown but Unless God moves us, I, I, I can see worse coming even here to Bali. And uh, I just I, I, I just don't want to, I mean, man, I just don't want to think about it. Uh, but, but God, God can make a way where there is no way. And God is all powerful. There's not anything that's going to surprise him. And if God be for us, who can be against us? And you know what? I think God's Amen. looking for people us out there included that are willing to say you know what to hell with Klaus Schwab and what he wants to do Um, I got a job for you to do are you willing to step up to the plate and do it and uh, I'm saying Lord forgive me I've wasted a lot of time even on this island man I have to I question every day what am I doing here God I don't seem to have done nothing over here just a a couple opportunities I think were divine but uh, dude I want to make a difference I don't want to like you said we need to fear the Lord, and I fear standing before the Lord, Michael, having failed. I'm thinking, man, I don't want to just coast in. It's easy to get stagnated. That's even why I had to flip Omega Man radio upside down. I've been stagnated for a while. I said there's got to be more than this. I want to do some real damage to the enemy. And I stand by uh what I said to the Lord a couple times now, Lord before it's over detonate me at ground zero of the enemy's camp. I want to hurt the enemy so hard that he actually has to break down and cry because he's having a nervous breakdown. Now, I don't know what form that'll take. All I know is if I quit, I'll never get anywhere near doing something like that. and Or if I recoil in fear and got to dig in, you know, dig me a bunker. I don't want to do that either. Um, but folks, if God be for us, who can be against us? And I think uh, we've got to also be prepared for the fact that you know. We may have to go the way Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went, Michael. And everybody else may be bowing their knee around us to the New World Order, but we say, you know what, O King, we're not careful in our answer to you. But uh God's able to deliver us out of your hands, and if he doesn't, we're still not gonna bow. I want to be at that point, uh when it comes down to that. And um we all do. Um you know, the enemy has put so much hurt and misery on us and killed some of our family uh, out there, mine included, that I want to get some payback before it's over. Now's the time to do it. Now's the time saying Lord, all in, what do you want me to do? My prayer even today, Michael, was, God, do you want us here or to move? I'd like to get the hell off this island many days. But I said, if you want us to stay, if there's something I'm meant to do over here in this part of the world, then so be it. You know, uh, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And uh, now I'm just trying to figure out what that is and wait and hear from the Lord and uh, pray that he hasn't passed me up uh, on some opportunities because I farted around. But there we are. Uh, It's not too late to say yes to the Lord. He's looking for people in his end-time army. Oh, final thought here. I I came across this on YouTube as I was uh, thumbing through my phone today. There's some pastor who picked up on something. It was it's actually pretty perceptive. Did you think about the name of this uh, submersible sub called Titan that went down and imploded at the uh, Titanic? Think about the very name Titan. And he said, was God sending a message? You know, Titan is one of those Nephilim, right? That's right. And isn't it interesting that all these spaceships are named, you know, after these Greek gods? I mean, even Elon Musk. Right. Come on, man! You don't name your space capsule Dragon capsules. That's Satan's name. I mean, I wouldn't want to take a trip in one of those Dragon space capsules. How about you?
0: But no, I'm I'm uh, I'm right with you on that, and uh, it's just put it's, a godly name on it it's like, we need to kind of pay it. And I'm glad you mentioned that. And maybe next time we can get more into detail with some of these like kind of cryptic occultic things that they put in our face. Cause it's just, it's, it's, things are happening so fast. But I just, I appreciate what you said, you know, fear God, don't fear man. And how to know, how to know the will of God. I mean, just, it's just like, I was asking God, what do, how do I know where is your kingdom? And he's just like, it's inside of you. Hello. <laughs> like The kingdom of God is within. And that's why when we talk to each other, those of us who fear God, and we meet often with one another. Even if it's on the phone, sometimes we can encourage each other and uplift each other's arms and move forward. So I'm directing people to you. Um, I know that the uh, the head of Derek Prince Ministries is open to doing a show. We can, oh, yeah, um, talk about that soon. I mean, there's people they that are, you man. have touched that you don't know, like how powerful your show has been in where it matters not just like oh i should have had a hundred people on my live stream on youtube but like the right people the crofts the people on the board of the ministries that are on these like giant juggernaut so um yeah we'll be
1: we'll be in touch brother but i gotta run and help my wife uh, do something before you go we're um give out your contact information how do people find you and how do they support your ministry Oh yes sir, uh facebook.com fringe radio com.
0: is in like faith instead of star starbucks facebook. And uh there's a PayPal link there if people want to donate and um, there's also a lot of resources there that I mean if you guys even just have a second to share some of the sermons that I have a, a similar vision to Omega Man and just like getting the, those archives out so, share those with people, text them to people, you know, call somebody up and tell them, like, you need to listen to this. That's the most effective way to get people to watch or do something is just tell, call them on the phone and, like, say, look, got to hear this episode or this sermon. Folks, and, get over uh, to Facebook. I'll
1: bugs. be going live almost every night. Yeah. Michael's so. got some amazing Subscribes guests over there, it. bro. Amazing guests. Michael, check out the one I had the other day, Tim Bents. If you haven't had him on the program, you got to get him on. This guy's amazing. Destroyed okay. a Canaanite altar. I'll talk to you soon, brother. God bless you. Awesome. All right. Lots of love to you, everybody. Thank okay. you. Bye bye. I could have held Michael a while. But let him get out of there. Um, it's always great talking to Michael. Folks, did you tune into the uh, program we did with Timothy Bentz on Friday? Um, we revisited his trip to um, Jekyll Island. To go down there and smite that Canaanite altar in the name of Jesus. Only to find out that he had a a secret mission that he undertook into the black forest of Germany. And God gave him the coordinates of an altar which had been rumored to be there for over 100 years. Nobody knew where it was. God took him to the exact place obscured by trees and a guy put his hands on it. Uh, and then we find out some stuff I never knew about regarding Vadelsburg Castle and the Black Sun's ceremonies done down there and uh, how this man was used by God to even shut down the Pergamon altar for seven years this and more on that broadcast if you haven't heard it yet go listen to it we're going to get Timothy back on and please share it with everybody you know By the way, coming up tomorrow, again, the movie, Jim Caviezel, Sound of Freedom. I hear this is the one movie to watch this year. Uh, I'm going to watch it some way or another. If it doesn't come here, I'll find it online. But, um, man, that's going to be a good movie. And I love the interview that uh, Jim is doing with Tim Ballard. I think that's the guy's name, Tim Ballard? He's been making the circuits, and uh, I heard one the other day. It was just amazing. This guy's an amazing guy. Both of them are. Um, Go listen to the program with Tim Bentz. Timothy Bentz. You'll find it right up on Podbean. Well, that was Michael Basham. And uh, Michael is is getting some amazing guests. He and the team over there are just booking one amazing guest after the next. They've, They've gotten organized. And they've got one of the best podcasts out there that you'll hear anywhere Um, the guests are just so awesome there's not any other like it I'll be honest with you Uh, Michael is doing a great job over there check it out faithbucks.com spirit wars broadcast and stranger clock broadcast and I have a link up on my website if you can't find him otherwise scroll down to the bottom of my page there you are got some links for you to check out so we're not gonna do a show tomorrow officially, uh, because of fourth of July and I don't have anybody booked. Um didn't want to book people who may be with family and traveling on the road, et cetera. So we'll be back uh back on air Wednesday. Regular shows, Michael Cummins will be coming up and in, in fact we're already in July. I gotta get to work. Uh, i I got um Elvis Newhart on the schedule. He'll be back with us uh beginning Thursday July 6th so Elvis will be doing a uh, new program with me, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern which will be 4 p.m. 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4 yeah, 4 p.m. Germany and then Michael Cummins and David Measures we have on 10 a.m. Eastern 3 p.m. UK Michael's on every Wednesday at uh, 3 p.m. UK um, also I made contact again with Plom and Petrov. We haven't had on in some time from Bulgaria. He'll be back on. He moves in some of the same ministry that A.E. Allen did. Excited to connect with him again. Um, And more. So again, uh, we are putting all of our archives now exclusively on Podbean. That's our main hub, that is. I don't put them on SoundCloud or Blog Talk anymore, but they're going on Podbean. You know, Podbean has an app. Blog Talk and SoundCloud, not so much. Podbean's got a really cool app. And I hope you're enjoying them. Not only our main show, but we have a second Podbean channel that's now up to speed. The Omega Man Reloaded. I just put two fresh broadcasts up there today. So every day, Monday through Friday, you'll get uh, two of the Reloaded broadcasts. And then whatever we've done live here on Omega Man will go up on the Omega Man channel and so that's where you go Podbean uh, for our programs you can download them, stream them, share them with a friend and then um, what else do I need to mention Substack Substack is my all in one email list of uh, Facebook page, blog page everything rolled into one I love it because I can send a message out and it goes out instantly to the whole network I'm not getting blocked, and I put stuff on there about COVID. A lot of controversial stuff that would have got me blocked on Facebook or YouTube. Not any problem with Substack. Not yet, at least. So I've been testing them, and uh, we're we're having great success with them. So get over there if you care to be on my uh, email list. I will send some stuff out each week and uh, some videos to take a look at. Some articles for you to look at um, Nigel Farage I couldn't remember his name at the moment when I was mentioning it before I put um, a link to um, the situation going on with him. Nigel Farage they're shutting him down, deplatformed him uh, he may have to move out of England because he can't get banked and uh, this is what is happening not only to him but many others who have been speaking out against the uh, globalist. They're shutting down their accounts. So this is—we're we're being sensitized to this. You know, say something that the the globalists don't like, we'll, we'll take down your social media account. We'll shut off your bank account. You know, this is uh, inhumane. And there's some pushing right now to make it a law that everybody has basic rights to a checking account. I mean, come on. Absolutely, everybody does, and there's millions of people that are unbanked. But it really um, builds a case for uh, the importance of alternative money like crypto, like Bitcoin. The only problem with Bitcoin is, is you still got to have an exit system. You can receive and send Bitcoin, but when you need to cash out, you still need to use a conventional bank. Uh, so, in most cases, uh, so. That's where we're at. We're on Podbean now. You can do everything you could do before. The good news is I have some the ability to insert uh, any program at any date that we need to. I couldn't do that with SoundCloud. It was all sequential. But SoundCloud treated us good. I have, I have no problems with SoundCloud. They never gave us any trouble. It's just that uh, they're not up to speed technologically. With the rest now, Mixlr is back as you as you know. Of course, you're listening on Mixlr tonight, but we also have Substack. So I'm going to keep those two streams going. Uh, you got two options: Sub, uh, excuse me, not Substack, uh, Icecast, excuse me, Icecast or Mixlr. One or the other you can listen to. Just don't listen to both of them at the same time, or you get a double feed. You'll say, "What's that about?" Yeah, you have to choose one or the other. So you have two options now to listen. Uh, we're uh, we're restoring the archives as I mentioned, it's going to be a slow process that doesn't mean I can't go ahead and just insert particular programs that you're looking for, we can do that with Podbean not a problem, I couldn't do that with SoundCloud so um, some are sad and I, I understand the sadness of losing those archives but I had to get them cleaned up I had copyrighted music on there I had to do this to uh make them um, relevant again. Most people would have never found those shows. Now it's a brand new podcast. Billions potentially could come over and, and listen and there's new stuff every day. It's a brand new podcast. So, there we are. It had grown stagnant. There was no titles on over half the episodes and a number of reasons for doing it. Uh, but the other good news I want to mention just recalled is uh, I've got us back up to where there's about 10 platforms that are picking up the feed so we're back on iTunes, Amazon Music I'm back on Spotify and after many years off uh, 10 platforms just go to my Podbean page and you'll see the little icons here and you can choose any number of apps that will pick up the Podbean feed so that's cool you're not just stuck with Podbean you can uh, choose any of those platforms and more being added all the time that will pick up the feed and you can stream the show like before so bit by bit I want to thank those that have um, supported this program over the years we've made it this far because of you any way you could support it financially, sharing the show with a friend etc. thank you Uh, by the grace of God and your help we've gotten this far if you would like to support this work if God puts it on your heart that He would have you to do that. Uh, Encourage you to come on board with us. Uh, Website, OmegaManRadio.com and uh, there we've got Zelly, Cash Shop, PayPal. PayPal is easy. Uh, On Universal, we've got Zelly. We've got a mailing address that I check about once every six weeks. So there we are. And website again, OmegaManRadio.com Don't forget to sign up for Substack if if you want to stay up to date. If I find something that I think is interesting, Uh, or I want to share and I would have shared on other platforms now I just share it right on Substack so there we are and it's a way for me to communicate with you if you want to stay in touch with me if these other locations go down for whatever reason Uh, Substack will be a way we can get the word out to you I think that's it Uh, there's a really good interview with Isaiah Saldivar interviewing a guy named Richard Lorenzo Jr ex-warlock and he's got a great YouTube channel if you haven't seen it Uh, Richard Lorenzo he's doing some pretty cool interviews went into uh, Disney and uh, went over to the House of Blues and uncovered what that's all about over there shocking Voodoo Santeria talking about some of the artists also who were involved in that all the way back to Haiti and Puerto Rico where that stuff comes from in Africa uh, it's alleged that Cardi B uh, had human sacrifices done. I want to get some more details on that. That uh, Solange, Noel's Beyonce's sister, uh, she's involved in Voodoo, a.k.a. Santeria, or Santeria. And uh, these people are doing sacrifices, folks. Blood sacrifices. And are humans being sacrificed is the question. Um, I'm, I don't doubt it at all. That's what these people do. That are in in voodoo, um, and who was it? I talked to a man. Yes, I knew who it was. I talked to uh, Jay Bartlett, the exorcist from L.A., who was in uh, took a trip to India. And he was in a part of town where he actually heard screams of ladies being sacrificed in some of the Hindu temples, probably to their demon gods of Kali. Uh, They demand blood. And uh, you go to places like that, parts of India, definitely Haiti, Africa, Puerto Rico, America even. uh, There are people being sacrificed to Satan. Satan demands blood. And that's what they do. That's what's happening with the children. They're being sacrificed to Satan after they're used up. And these people that are doing it need to be caught and killed by the government Uh, they need to be arrested and executed if you're a pedophile you need to be executed Uh, there should be no mercy and uh, does does God show mercy yes he'll forgive anybody but if you don't repent of your sin before you die uh, you end up in hell I prayed for a pedophile one time over this program never met him and he prayed and repented of his sin he had done some evil things And then he died. Uh, But he died in Christ. Didn't mean that what he did was right. But God will even forgive a pedophile. But that sin is horrific. And uh, the Word of God is very clear. It'd be better you were not born. Or to be taken with a millstone and put around your neck and dropped in the ocean to hurt one of these little ones. Yet, look at all the kids that are being hurt. Hurt by the schools, hurt by the doctors. They're castrating these children. They're mutilating them. And uh, a lot of confusion amongst these children. And one guy said the answer is, um, is uh, puberty. Puberty will clean up about 90% of those problems. But they don't get a chance to go through puberty. And then realize uh, they don't want a sex change. It was forced on them. This is wicked what's going on. And I do agree. Nations that are operating in pride like our nation of America is right now with pride month that went on that's going to enlist a response from God we're due a response now because the nation is saying that it's proud of um, of sodomy God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble pride cometh before the fall so I fully expect something major to happen uh, that's going to instill the fear of the Lord in our land. Uh, we're in some serious trouble. Now the land is not going to repent as a whole I'm sure, but individuals can, families can, and God can forgive forgive us that will repent and protect us and even his angels encamp about us to deliver us. So uh, it's not without hope here tonight. And of course, the offer is still on the table. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, you know, paraphrase now, and repent, God will forgive them and heal the land. Starts with the church, doesn't Who's his people? The church. So we need to do that. We need to stand in the gap. And we do have a job to do. God has a lot of work that needs done. He needs individuals to do it. He needs you and me. And others that will say, Lord, here I am. A lot of people will not do that. And God will not use him. He'll find someone that He can use that wants to surrender their lives to Him. So I definitely want to be used by the Lord. Um, and uh, there's things we can all do. Amen. Just yield to the Lord. Well, thank you for tuning in today. Father God, in Jesus' name. Thank you for bringing Sister Maria Seifu back home. She was on a trip. I give people traveling mercies, wherever they may be. This week, and God, guide and direct all of our steps. Open up the right doors. Shut the wrong doors. Give us favor, Father God. Use us in wherever you need us. To give the devil a black eye in Jesus Christ's mighty name, God. Amen. Folks, I love you. Appreciate you. Uh, go check out our two podcast I just put up in the Reloaded section. Go to megamanradio.com for direct links there. And uh, if you subscribe to the Reloaded channel, but it's not pulling up anything, I had to do uh, a reset on that. I had it on SoundCloud for a bit, then we got our uh, Podbean upgraded, so I put everything back on Podbean. So, just unsubscribe to it, and then resubscribe and the feed should start bringing in episodes again if you're not getting any on the Reloaded channel. That's all you got to do. Let me just read the chat room here. Yeah, Nigel Farage, look at what they're doing to him. I've got a Substack post on that very specific subject. Uh, Question, Terry Jefferson. Hey, I thought I'd lost track of Brother Terry. And he reached out to me a few days back, uh, texted me I told him to get WhatsApp. That'll be easier to contact him. But I'm waiting on him. Um, we did reconnect, and I'm just waiting to see what he's got available for July. Terry Cook, I hear from him about every day on email. But at this time, he's not doing any programs. Uh, not that I haven't tried. Pray for him that <clears throat> if God would have him to do more shows, he'll do them. Because we'd love to have him back on. Um... Looking here at the chat room. Okay. I think that's it. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. And uh, God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time. Now I'm going to close out with um, a song from Savinovsky.